across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Thank you, boys. Thank you. Um, talk radio. Let's have a slightly more laid-back show than the one we had last night. That was a little bit frantic, wasn't it? 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You can call in about anything you want. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Television Awards. I'm assuming that they would have dedicated at least half an hour to the death of Mary Tyler Moore. They must have done that, didn't they, guys? Big 30-minute tribute to Mary Tyler Moore. They must They must have done that, mustn't they, guys? Can I ask a question? Um, casualty. <laughs> casualty. One, did I hear that correctly? I wasn't properly listening to the news, if I'm completely honest with you. Casualty won the Best Drama Award. Is that... Casualty. Casualty, at best, is a, it's a soap opera, isn't it? Um, you, you could be generous and say it's a slightly more grown-up version of Doctors. It's not a drama. Now, I don't want to demean the 150 people that apparently work on that programme, and I know it's a great training ground for young actors uh, who want to play victims of um, uh, house explosions and um, bus stops falling on their head. But it's... Um, it's... Um, it's not a great... Dra- <laughs> it's not a great drama, is it? Is it really? I don't know. Good evening, dear listener. Thank you to James. Thank you to Ash. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to do tonight. I've got some bits and pieces in the papers. Um, Last night was very frantic and very frenetic and um, uh, a lot of fun. If you missed the last 30 minutes, man, alive, it all kicked off and got quite nasty. Um, so tonight, let's do something a little bit quieter, uh, a little bit more laid back. Um, and I don't really have anything to go on. If I'm completely, completely honest with you, I'm sort of drawing um, a blank. I'm feeling a little bit sick today because of these new pills. It's, it's, it's a week now into these new pills. And so I've got the sweats, uh, which is not made better by the fact that the air conditioning doesn't work. So it's flipping hot in here anyway. And I've got the sweats, and I feel a bit nauseous, and I've got a bit of a headache. Fun times. And I'll get three hours sleep tomorrow because I've got the boys, which is brilliant. But So, with all of that in mind, and bearing in mind I have very little to go on from the newspapers, there's lots of stories about bums in the newspapers. That seems to be the main thread 
of um, a lot of the stories. Lots of pictures and stories about bums. So we may talk about those. Um, so with all that in mind, the show is kind of over to you this evening because I ain't got a lot. I mean, we can we can talk about the wall if you want, if you if you want. And I do this from time to time. I kind of lift the ban on Bush and or Brexit. The Brexit ban is still in place this evening. The Brexit ban is is, is, is still firmly in place. Um, but the, uh, the, the, the ban on, on uh, Bush, uh, uh, Trump, of course, I mean, the ban on, on Trump, uh, it can be lifted tonight if you want to talk about the wall. But again, I don't know what there is to say about it. It will have been covered. I drove in tonight and I thought I'd listen for a couple of minutes to what I'm calling the FAF show on the other station the faf the last two words in that faf stand for awful farage i think you can guess what the first f stands for um uh, do you think it's uh right to build a wall around listen to me <sighs> do you think it's right to build a wall around a country or are should we are we all multinationalist globalists well we know what you think you racist old toad um, and I don't, there's not really anything to, to say about the wall. But, 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 this evening, the, the, the ban on Trump is lifted. And I've done this a couple of times. And what's interesting, what's really interesting is that the, the, I think I've done this twice. I've lifted the ban. Um, and on neither time have you called in and wanted to talk about Donald Trump. And I think that says something quite important. I think it says to me anyway, what I make up from it is um, that you're, you know, there is Trump overkill and you are bored of it, as I am, as I am. But I'm aware that it's quite a big. The wall's going to be 2000 miles long. Is that is that actually possible? Can you really build a 2000 mile long wall? Is that possible? To me, that's that. Uh, bearing in mind, when we had our front garden done once, we had a fence and a drunk man knocked it over, so we had a wall built in the front garden, um, and that cost about sixteen hundred quid, and that was just a tiny front wall in the, in, in the front garden. So a massive wall, two thousand miles long, that's going to stop those wily Mexicans climbing over or tunneling under. Anyway, it's there. If you want to talk about it, you can talk about the National Television Awards from what little I saw. It was on a TV in the background. Um, the usual suspects one this morning one. OK, yeah, brilliant. Um, Strictly Come Dancing one. OK, yeah, brilliant. Um, I'm guessing Anton Deck won some awards. Is that true? Did they win some awards, probably, I would imagine. So, and as we know, Casualty won the best... Drama Award. Ay, ay, ay. You can call in and talk about that stuff. But, and I'm stalling because th- th- we've only got Caddick lined up. And I'm all, uh, you know, Alan, I'm going to come to you, I promise. But um, uh, if you want to be the first caller, 0344 Um Maybe you're all uh, dialed out. We had about 40 phone calls last night. Imagine. There are some shows, I'm not talking about on this this station necessarily, but there are some shows 
Well, they don't get any calls at all, like phoning shows. Um, and, you know, like phoning shows done in people's bedrooms and stuff like that. They don't get any calls at all. We had 40 calls last night. We couldn't call everyone back. Some of the calls were the same people, but we had about 32, orig- 32 phone calls from people. Isn't that incredible? Um, so tonight's show might seem like a little bit of a damp squib after the uh, fun uh, and... Uh, <laughs> No, we can't talk about that. Someone sent me, and we can't talk about that because he, he might sue us. Um, so what I'm trying to say is, I ain't got nothing, and um, I know we're getting new callers, all new listeners, all the time. So um, let me explain. If you if you've tuned in and you're you're waiting for the question, you're waiting for um, something, you know, a hook to hang your hat on. We don't really have that here. Uh, what we have is I will sit here and I will talk absolute rubbish, and it will be rubbish tonight because I'm feeling a little bit wibbly-wobbly. Um, and I'll go through the papers, and Kath will come in at some point, and Ed will come on at some point, and we'll chat. And you can call in about any of the things that I'm talking about, anything that grabs your fancy, or, or, or. And here's where it gets a little bit scary for um, some of the listeners for a significant number of callers or potential callers and for one or two other broadcasters, right? You can call in about anything you want. Apart from Brexit, boring. The Trump ban is lifted tonight, so you can call in about that. But you can call in about anything you want. Imagine, imagine the potential. Maybe you want to... um, Tell me about something that's happened to you today. Um, or maybe there's a, a, a news story that you think we should be covering and no one's touched on. Maybe you want to talk about Gene the Miller. I do actually want to talk a little bit about Gene the Miller a little bit later on because there's been some outrageous treatment of her on um, uh, uh, in newspapers and on radio shows. We will talk about her a little bit. But you can call in about absolutely anything imagine that just let that sink in for a second anything there's no one question per hour there's no well yet can i bring you back to the point we're talking about there is no point the motto of this show is none of this matters and it doesn't it's just a radio show it's just three hours of a radio show that's it doesn't matter it didn't exist 12 minutes ago and it won't exist in three hours time that'd be it it'd be gone it's transient so with that in mind, pick up the phone. 0344 499 We call you back. It doesn't even cost you much. Um, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights Ian Lee on air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 Alan! Him, 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 Say hello to G. Good evening, G. Good evening, Alan. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thank you, mate. How are you? I know, mate. Did you see the NTAs tonight? <laughs> Seriously? you going to ask me that question? Well, I'll go and report on it, because I'm sure he was interested. Man. Are you going to ask me that question? Did you watch it? I'm an educated man. Are you going to ask me that question? <laughs> I'm asked the question, did you want the National Television Awards? <laughs> no. Well, let me tell you all about it. I can tell you who I think won in my opinion. That would be awesome. I'd love to hear your opinion on the NTS. Well, 
Anton Deck got a hat trick of awards tonight. Of they did. They got Best Entertainment Program for Saturday Night Takeaway. That's awesome. Best Entertainment Presenter. That's awesome. And Best Challenge Show for Armour Celebrity Get Me Out of Here. That's awesome. What did you win? Got best soap. Now, what did you win? I didn't win. I was watching it at home. You were watching it at home? You weren't nominated for an NTA? No, I wasn't. I'm not going to say what the T stands for, but you were not nominated for an NTA. I was not nominated for a National Television Award. I love you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, someone has to. <laughs> of course they do. And also, congratulations, congratulations to Graham Norton. Could have got the Special Recognition Award. Congratulations to Graham Norton for what? He got the Special Recognition Award. Did he? Special yeah. Recognition for what? 20 years service on television. 20 years service on television. Yeah. Wow, that's an award, isn't it? I didn't know he started off in Father Ted. I didn't realise he was still on TV. He does his chat show on, on BBC One on Friday night. On on what? On BBC One. Wow. Is that still going as well? Yeah, and he's the host of Eurovision. He's hosted Eurovision? Yeah. And he's got that wow. new show called Let It Shine on a Saturday night. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Twenty years. Hang on, it's my twentieth year next year. Do I get um twenty years service? You know he gets paid for that work, yeah? He's his service, he gets paid, he's a millionaire as a direct result of that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Oh, I meant to do this yesterday because we were doing the um the the great county giveaway. Um oh loads of people said I swore as well last night. I didn't but I know what they're referring to. There was a bit when I was talking about waffle burgers. And um, I did the thing, and it happens quite a lot in radio. I was, I started saying one word, and then I stopped it after the first syllable. Then I started saying a second word, and stopped it after the first syllable. And it sounded like the F word. And as it happened, I thought, oh, that sounded like the F word. I, sh- I, I could dump it, but I know that I didn't deliberately say the F word, so I don't need to because it was it was kind of two half words being shoved together. But I, got, I had loads of people get in touch saying, you know you said that you uh, dropped the F-bomb last night. I didn't, but it would have sounded like it. Um, and if it sounds like it, then I guess I suppose I did in some ways, but it wasn't. And I was I was aware as it uh, as it happened. The worst one, and I'm really surprised this didn't happen. It used to happen lots at the other place, is when I was reading a script, as I would do at the other place... Um, you would see either the word country or county coming up. And there have been occasions when I thought it was the word country, but it was actually the word county. And so I would say the first syllable, are you with me, of country, but I'd stammer it. So I'd stammer it three times before correcting it to county. Yeah, did that quite a lot. That's that's a common one. I remember I did that quite a lot, and I used to work with um, a young lady called Kelly Betts, and um, she was in his. 
hysterics. The first time I did it was when I was filling in. And she was in absolute hysterics. She went, mate, you just said the C word three times. I said, no, no yeah, I know, but I was, I was stumbling over county and country. Been really careful now because I don't want to do it now. Um, but yeah, honestly, that happens a lot. That's a big one. Um, what are we? T- I've got no idea where we're going with this tonight. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number, um, and it, that's if we can make it for three hours. Because man, I think I'm going to pass out due to the heat in here. Sweet lord, are there any fans in this building? Because honestly, this is unbelievable, Richard. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, man, you know, if, if people are tuning in for a rip-roaring laugh riot, like the one we had yesterday, I think we'll be, um, I think they'll be a little bit disappointed. Just to say, I Dave, would appreciate it if you did refer to you by my proper title, Well, I, I can't remember, it's all written on scraps of paper it, in my it's thing. King, um, it's Dave, King can I just say, Dave, Dave keeps emailing me, right? Dave keeps emailing me on the, um, uh, if you go to talkradio.co.uk, you can email. And he keeps putting down a fake email. How do I know it's a fake email? Because I just tried to reply to him. Um, and he says, I love Donald Trump, but what makes me... Oh, fan. Um, I don't think this plug socket doesn't work. I'll try that. Uh, I love Donald he, Trump. He loved Donald Trump, but the plug... No, 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 that, that was me work. breaking off. <laughs> I love Donald Trump, but what makes me like this man even more is when he upsets... Is that the plug socket doesn't work. Shut up is when he upsets snowflake libtards like you, Ian Lee. Ha, ha, ha. Ooh, hoo, ye, dee, ha. He's written. I'm not quite sure. These um, people literally just copy and paste their entire opinion from someone else. Yeah, and the them. thing is, this guy emails in, and what he doesn't realise is, is I can press this button and he's blocked from emailing in, right? So, um, call, call up. You could just, it's a phone issue. I had loads of people today, right, um, tweeting me, like, really stupid qu- One, but One guy was having a go at me because I used the word retard the other day. Apparently I said it six times. I remember someone phoned in to complain about Angelos. Well, you, 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 it was in context, though, isn't it? Well, I don't remember saying it that much, but the guy claims to have listened to it three times, and, um, uh, okay, uh, I, I, but, but, yes, I probably shouldn't have used it, but... He sent me a really, you know, kind of snidey tweet, which is fine. It's, and I didn't really know how to respond to it. It's his prerogative to be offended, of course. But, um, I, 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 I mean, I've not listened back to it and I won't listen back to it. But, you know, maybe I should have, I, I was, it, I said it, right? Uh, in that kind of situation, I always feel like if someone calls me up on using language I shouldn't have used, which I openly admit that I do do sometimes, completely, I certainly just, um, if someone calls me up on it and they go, you know, you shouldn't have said that, then I'm quite willing to go, oh, you know, no, maybe I shouldn't have done that and take the L and just be, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and steal that in future. Yeah, if I, if I did say it that many times, I, I mean, in my head, pl- replaying what little I remember of the conversation, it was all in context. But, 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 uh, you know, I'll certainly bear that in mind for the, for the future. Like, I shouldn't have referred to Chris the, uh, the other day, the gentleman that got robbed when he came to London. I referred to him as the blind man a few times. The reason I did that is because it was shorthand and because I'd forgotten his name. But, you know, and he, he got upset by that. That's fine. But this guy was getting really snarky with me on Twitter. And, I, and then someone, and then a guy who I'd blocked and then unblocked, and he'd been a knob, and but then we'd, we'd sort of made peace. And uh, he then sort of saying, uh, Ian, are you, a, are you a pacifist? I was like, yeah. 
He said, right, well, do you think we should have gone to war in World War Two? This is all on Twitter, right, while I'm playing um, Xbox. And I went, yeah, that probably was a just war. Aha, there you go, that's fine then, so you're not a pacifist. I went, what? He said, well, if you're a pa- all pacifists think that all wars are bad. And I said, mate, this isn't, this is not a conversation for Twitter. Phone up, you know, it's a little bit more nuanced. Ian, I thought you deleted no. uh, Spotify, uh, Spotify, Spotify. Uh, Twitter from your, your no, phone. No, it's back on. And then someone said, it, to be honest, Ian, he had a point, um, pacifists don't agree with war. And I said, mate, it's really hard to answer that in 140 characters. So then the second person said, well, you can reply with more than one tweet. I'm thinking, Jay, and everyone was just piling in. <laughs> so yeah. instead of tweeting me stupid question, and then, oh, and it, it's, this guy said, if Hitler was, was sailing over to England tomorrow, you wouldn't go and fight him. I said, he's dead. If it's zombie Hitler, that's a different kettle of, I don't think I would fight zombie Hitler. I did it once, and um, I tweeted, there was a, it's sort of, you know, like, some kind of nerd conference, um, like, Doctor Who, I don't know, anime yeah. kind of conference in, uh, sort of in the Excel Center, um, and they had a badge system, and they tweeted about it, and they had a badge system, which was, like, you could wear, like, a, a red badge if you didn't want anyone to talk to you. Oh! Um, a yellow badge if... Okay, it's okay to talk to me. No, sorry. Uh, it's okay to talk to me if you know me. And a green badge is I'm open for conversation. Wow. Um, and I retweeted their tweet about it with just sort of like a, a quote to like ha 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 ha. And then, um, <laughs> and then I went into uh, I was actually going to see Limmy's book reading. Yeah. Um, so I went into the uh, theatre, the Square Theatre, and there's no phone signal, and also was polite and turned my phone on silent. Um, well, polite would uh, have been turning your phone off. Uh, that would have been polite. Uh, maybe I turned my phone off. Yeah, all right. In, in this uh, uh, different vision of the story, I turned my phone off, yes. Yes. Um, and then after I came out, like about three hours later, I turned my phone back on. Yeah. And I, my phone just started vibrating constantly. Uh-oh. And I had all these abusive tweets from so many people. Yeah. And it was basically all of the UK's um, young journalists shouting at me because I didn't understand that it was meant to be for people with autism. <laughs> <laughs> but I just had this, like, world of abuse, like, <laughs> just unleashed on me. And I was like, I've been in a theatre for three, the last three hours. Right, rightly really so. Under- rightly so, Richard. You deserved um, that flaming. I, I do. Actually, yeah. I've, got, I've got a bit of abuse tonight, actually. you got abuse um, tonight? Yeah, uh, you, you're aware of the, uh, the, the Facebook group, the Talk Radio listeners group. Oh, yeah, I'm aware of those guys. You've abuse I've on there. I've been banned from it. <gasps> what did you do to get banned from those guys? They're the nicest guys online. Yeah, but the guy who runs it. So there was a, like, you're aware that you, because you're so popular, Ian, um, you have to be limited to a thread a night. Yes, yeah, yes, correct. And um, I think Katia and someone were having a conversation in in last night's thread, oh, and the guy who runs it sort of like just closed off last yeah. night's thread, yeah, yeah, yeah. and there wasn't a thread for tonight. And I just posted it, and I was like, yeah, I get that you don't want to fill up with people just saying hip hip hip, but, but. Uh, they were having a conversation. There's no reason to do that. Yes, um, and they kicked you. And off. in response to that, yeah. 
uh, he sent me a message saying this is not a democracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I think they might be jealous because you're the king of England. Uh, no, I'm King of Wales. Oh, the, oh um, well, in that case, there's nothing to be jealous of. I don't even know where County Durham is. No, but, I don't, um, I'm not convinced it's an actual county. I thought it was just the name of a, of a football team or something. Um, I've also got a business proposition for you. Oh, um, yeah, mate. Uh, listen, we've got, oh, we've got no one's calling in tonight, so um, I think... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you talk about what you want, fella. I'll just uh, keep, keep chatting. Rubbish. Yeah, go on. Um, right, so uh, this morning... I but got, just to uh, stress, like, right, I, can I get stressed? Hang on a second. If... Zombie Hitler was trying to invade this country, I would fight him. I want to stress that. If Zombie Hitler was trying to invade this country, I would fight him. Despite well, then you're not pacifist, Well, it, but it's nuanced. It's not black and white. It's shades of grey. Well, then don't claim you're a pacifist if you, if you would mm. fight Zombie Hitler, because no. I would invite Zombie Hitler down for a cup of tea. Would you go back in time and kill baby Hitler? Um, yeah, but mainly because I hate babies, regardless. Well, of you the... can't. You can't. Well, okay. Well, would you go? Here's the one. Then would you go back in time and kill baby Trump? Uh, no, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm glad he's the, the change we've been waiting for. for you here's, know. here's the thing, right? Imagine. <laughs> that, if, that, that's a joke, by the way. Just imagine if Donald Trump was actually excellent, and imagine if this war worked, right? And imagine if stopping Muslims going into America made the world a more peaceful place, right? And imagine if, if imagine if it all, imagine if it all works. Maybe he's right, Richard, and we're wrong. Well, one of the things he came out with and said after he got elected, which is like the most uh, liberal thing that any U.S. president has ever said. Uh, just to clarify again, I am not a Donald Trump supporter. Um, but was the, uh, he was asked about uh, whether tra- which bathrooms that transgender people should use. Yeah. Um, and he said they should use whichever bathroom they, they feel most comfortable using. Oh. And I was like, well, that's, that's incredibly liberal. That's for very liberal, isn't it? Yeah. That's quite yeah. open-minded. Yeah. We've got someone um, from County Durham calling in. Oh, well, I'm already, you know, on, so... Well... You can't claim it. Oh, hang on a second. Right, hang on. Right. Lee? Yes. Now, are you... Oh, you're not Lee that runs the Facebook page, are you? No. Why did you no. ban Richard from the Facebook page? I didn't. But you're you're not Lee that runs the <laughs> Facebook page? No. So why did you ban him, then? I don't know why he got banned. I, listen to the Facebook. Ban I read the Facebook page. But are you, are you the Lee? Just, just listen. Are you the Lee that runs the Facebook page, yes or no? No. So why did you ban him? I didn't. Do you run it or not? No. Right, simple question then. Why did you ban him? It's, it's very complicated. I'm getting nowhere it with this. It sounds like he, he protests too back. much. Yeah, I, I'm going to hang on a second. Uh, uh, Lane? Lane? Hello. Yeah. County Durham definitely does exist. Well, can you prove it? Well, I'm, I'm calling you from County Durham. That means nothing. I'm the Duke of County and Durham, pal. Do you know um, what? I will tell you that it's like that. Sorry, shit, I'm not having any of that. You don't, you don't. No, no, no. You need to know, you need to know a thing or two about Durham. Okay. T- t- if t- not t- for Durham, yeah. you'd be Scottish. Sorry? Yeah? How does, well, uh, how does that work? Well, the king of the time of whatever when, I think, hang on, what was his name? I could be really accurate and find his name, but I forgot his name. Okay, well, when we're getting our facts time, from you, yes. 
he stuck a massive army in Durham. Yes. And the it's called the Land of the Prince Bishops. Right. He made the bishops the oh. princes. Okay, gosh. Had the own army and they stopped Scotland. Yeah. Um, I would quite like to You're be Scotland. You're confusing Durham and County Durham. I'm the Duke uh, of uh, County, County Durham. Durham. Is the county that surrounds Durham. I'm a pityaka. No, no, no. County Durham is in Northern Ireland, pal. That's County Down. Oh. Uh, I don't even know where I'm the uh, Duke of. This is See? Well, that's a, so what sort of like, leader are you? I don't even know what you're leading. Well, it, so, well, if you want to challenge me, pal, you have to phone up. No, the, 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 the counties and the, the, the um, kingships and all that, they're set in stone now. That, that can only I'm be changed. It. I'm not having that at all. No, that can, only, that can only change next year on the same day when we, re- we have uh, round two of the annual um, uh, count-off. Um, <clears throat> La- all Lane. Is he, he needs to watch his back for a year. Wow. That's uh, an actual <laughs> threat of... Wow. An actual threat of death. And that laugh it, would imply from a lunatic. His pretend, his pretend over the phone back, obviously, because I don't know day, where it is. Any day, pal. Uh, y- you wouldn't come to London because you'd be confused by the the metal horses that we have that run underground. And I love London. Them. Right now, I love I've, London. Right, okay, Lane. Yes, that's not a real name, is it? Yes. Well, I've, it's not. It's a street. It's it's also a name. It's me mum's fault. What, you might like the story. Well, I hope it's better than the last one. Well. Oh. Do you know, do you remember, oh, what's it called, um, uh-huh. Superman, the new Adventures of Superman that was on in the 90s? I do, actually, yeah, Roger Daltrey was in it as a goblin. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. It well, do you know his boss, um, Clark Kent's boss? Um. The, the guy who ran the newspaper. Yes. And he always said, like, oh, Barry Elvis this and... By Elvis that and all that stuff. Yes. You know, like, yes. Are, you, are you telling me you're named after Lois Lane? No, I'm named after him. His real name is Lane Smith. What, the actor's name? Yes. That's nuts. My mum saw his name go up on the screen when I was about to pop. Oh. And, um... She was, she was off her face on medication me, and me went... Dad, me dad was having none of it, <laughs> but she went away. What's, is your middle name normal? Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. You, you ever, me dad. Do you ever swap it round? No. Okay. I did when I was a kid. I used to just get called Huey when I was a kid, but Hewitt. That's my second name. Okay. Huey. Well, that's that, that's a great call, Lane. There you go. And you've put Richard in his place. Uh, you better watch his place, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, thank you very much indeed. 034, I don't know idea what's going on. 0344 499 1000. The guy I was arguing with about being a pacifist on Twitter. It's, it, 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 it's not a tweeting show, guys. It's a phone-in show. So I'm not going to respond to any tweets this evening. All right, guys, it's a phone-in show. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late Nights Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you give us a call. You get one, you get one. I've got to see people trying to phone in for a double bubble. People trying to phone in for a double bubble. You get one hit, guys. You get you get one hit, and that's your, that's your lot. There are no double bubbles tonight. No double bubbles tonight. One hit, and that's it. Simple, simple as, guys. Come on. Come on, huh? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Some of you will love tonight's show. Some of you will hate it. Why? I guess because we're just going to sit here and see what comes out of our dribbling mouths. Russ! Hello, 
I shouldn't reply, respond to that. Actually, you should. Um... Hello. The Duke of Staffordshire. Yeah. Here. Is now? Did you just take a long pause of about twenty seconds, or is your phone knackered? Oh. Yeah, the phone's knackered. Don't forget, no double bubble. You get one shot. <laughs> oh, God. oh, he's reaching for the papers at twenty-five to eleven. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Oh, I was going to say, we never quite um, got to grips the other day with um, uh, 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 celebrities who've had the same hairstyles their whole, whole career. We, we we kind of kicked that around a little bit um, on um, Monday, but we never really got our teeth into it. So we can do that. And also, can we do, and I'm not in any way meaning this as a, as a form of shaming, okay, but bald celebrities and and i'll tell you why okay because i saw a picture of ed sheeran next to an ed sheeran lookalike because i think there's a video he's doing where it's ed sheeran and an ed sheeran look at the sheeran lookalike and the ed sheeran lookalike as is often the case looked more like ed sheeran than ed sheeran did and here's the reason why look at a recent picture of ed sheeran He's doing the thing where he's combing his hair forward. Now, the only reason you comb your hair forward is because you're bald. Ed Sheeran is bald. Now, there's no shame in that. Man alive, you know, there are people that that still make, and I don't know why, but people still make jokes about ginger hair. And yet he's become one of the biggest pop stars in the world. So he's overcome what many people would consider to be... I don't personally, but many people would consider it to be a hindrance. So if he's overcome that, he can overcome the bald thing, can't he? Thank you. He can overcome the the, the baldness. I think it's time. Now, I'm never going to go bald, okay? I have a thick head of hair. I'm going to go grey. I'm going to go... I'm going grey. I'm going to go white. The plan... The dream, and actually, I'm not sure it's going to happen because I thought it would have. I would be a bit further down the road than I am now. The um, the dream would be completely white, like David Byrne or Leslie Nielsen. That would be. I'd love it if I had completely white hair. I interviewed David Byrne once, and I went to his hotel room, and um, I was completely in love with the man. You know, just in love with him. I think he's a genius, and I think he's wonderful, and I think he's beautiful. If you ever get to see... Uh, Talking Heads made a movie um, called True Stories. Oh, man. Oh, it enough good. I think I'm about the only person that's ever seen True Stories. I think David Byrne directed it, and it's about this small town... It's loosely about this small suburban town and they host a talent show. That's the very loose theme around it. But it's just wonderful. And um, when you meet these people, like you, you, you meet these people and there is one thing in their, their canon that you are particularly obsessed with, you always hope you'll be able to engage them in a conversation about that one thing. And, of course, that one thing generally happened a long time ago in their career. I remember being in David Byrne's hotel room, hoping I could um, persuade him to basically talk about true stories for half an hour. And he was very dismissive about it. And, obviously, we, you know, you talk about the new album and the new tour and all of that. But I tried to get him on a, on a true stories tip. He was having none of it. Didn't want to talk about it. 
I was comparing it to this film and that film, and he was going, well, you know, maybe I don't, I, I, I don't know. Is there any chance of it coming out on DVD? Uh, it's unlikely. And that was it. That was all I was getting from David Byrne. But do you know what? I didn't care because I was madly in love with him. But I, I could not stop looking at his white hair. Nick Lowe, another one with just a, a, a pure snowy white hair, and it looks fantastic. I'm kind of tempted to just, just dye it white. Maybe that's the way forward. 0344 499 1000. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. John! Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, John. I'm all right. Good stuff. Um, I just wondered if you heard any of James's show earlier. Um, no, I was listening to another station. He, um, he had Chavi Vicky on. Oh, blimey, did he? Yeah, Vicky from Croydon. She rang up, haven't heard from her for years. I was listening to Clive Ball. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, <'cause> he's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can understand not listening to James, but, you know, Chevy Vicky. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. These things happen. I asked, I asked him to ask if she was going to start ringing you again, but he never got back. Well, these things, that yeah, people, you know, it's interesting is people come and people go and um, people phone different stages. It's funny, I, I always used to feel funny. i never forget, the last place I was at, we had this old guy, Peter in Warmer Green, and he was, he was an old fella. And he was yes. a really interesting caller, actually. I, I enjoyed his calls. Um, and I never forget listening to... Any um, answers? Yeah, on Radio 4, they have any questions, which is their version of Question Time. Then after it, on a Saturday, they have any answers where people can phone in. I think it's one of only two phone-in shows on Radio 4. And Peter from Walmer Green was on there. And I got... I felt a little bit slighted, John. I felt like... Of course, all of my callers and listeners are allowed to to see other radio shows and other radio hosts. But I heard him on there and I felt, oh! Oh, that's my Peter! He's cheating on me! (laughs) But it happens. You know, it happens. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, She sounds well anyway. Well, there you go. James doesn't, though, does he? James sounds very old. I know, yes, yes. Very ill. I wonder how much longer it will... It's, it's telling that you can only do four nights a week. Oh, hold on one second. Sorry, Ian. Sorry? What? I'm on the phone. Hello, sorry. <laughs> who, who, who are you talking to there? Oh, just somebody in the house with me. <laughs> That's a bit vague, John. Who's in the house with you? Oh, there's a, my sister's here, my mum's here. Oh, well, okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, don't, don't, don't let me uh, keep you from your, your sister and your mum. <laughs> um, Star! Hello. Hello, Star. Right. I've been asked to give you a ring. Uh-oh. Because my hubby rang up. Now, I'm not having double bubble. It's not a double bubble, though. I, I, I didn't ring up yet, so... Yeah, well, uh, but... Oh, blimey, it's truth. But, yeah, basically, he wants to ask you a serious question. Right, well, he'll have to do it tomorrow, won't he? Well, no, I'm, I'm going to ask it for him. Okey-dokey. Um... <laughs> There's no double bubble! Um, uh, let me make it clear, guys. There is no double bubble. Right? No double bubble. And there's no double bubble by um, subterfuge. Um, or by hiring a ringer, okay? You come on, 
and you, you and you get you get loads of time, right? You get loads of time, but you can't do a double bubble. Now, admittedly, it means we might not get many phone calls tonight, but I'm fine with that. Last night's show, here's, here's how it works. Last night's show I did for free. It shows like this tonight when the calls are a little bit thin on the ground. They're the ones I get paid for. And um, I get paid handsomely um, for those. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I do feel a little bit um, grumpy. I do feel a little bit grumpy tonight. Feel a little bit grumpy, and there's a story in the mail about being um, about being grumpy. By their, I, I love this guy. Their science correspondent, Colin Fernandez. Very few of his stories right, are actually based in um, science. Very few of them are based in science. And also, I don't believe this story. I think this one is complete and utter bullshine. If I'm completely honest with you, I don't, I don't buy into this at all. It will shock Victor Meldrew. Here's the thing. I've never seen an episode of um, One Foot in the Grave. I've never... I've seen bits of episodes. Oh, of course, I've seen the bit where he picks up the dog and thinks it's a telephone. Seen that bit. Um, but I don't think i've ever seen i certainly don't think i've ever seen a full episode it was one of those um bbc sitcoms there's a lot of bbc sitcoms in the 80s and 90s that weren't that were very popular but weren't very good do you remember um the britas empire with colin barry there was a period when is it colin barry is that his name there was a period when he was on Everything. He had the Britas Empire. He had Red Dwarf. He had another sitcom, didn't he? What was that? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What was the other sitcom he had? Yeah, and the, and the Britas Empire. It was it was massive. It would regularly get like fifteen million viewers, and I saw a few of those because it was so bad. It was so wooden in terms of like you had you had him playing like the nerd. You had sort of the sexy woman. You had the uh, there was a gay one. I think there might have been a black one. You know they they have all these characters. You know, um, uh, and it was so wooden, and it was so awful that I was fascinated. By the Britas Empire. Gordon Kay passed away the other day. Now, Gordon Kay, and I was reading a little bit about Gordon Kay, and he, he died um, 75, um, d- dementia, I believe, in a care home. And the papers paint a very lonely picture. I don't know how true that is. You never know quite how true that is. Um, but certainly it's a very sad way. Um, s- sad way to go. So I'm not, I don't want to speak ill of, of Gordon Kay or anything like that. Saying that, I am surprised that... Lots of people are now nodding to LOLO as though it were some great comedy. Because it was pony, wasn't it? With the great, you know, and I, I, I don't want to be rude specifically about Gordon Kay. You know, I don't want to offend his family or anything like that. It was, it was not a very good show. It was like Britas. It was one of those wooden shows 
with the stereotypical characters. I liked Helga, the sexy Nazi. I liked that. But they had the gay one, the gay jer- the gay Nazi. I don't think they had the black one. But they had um, the sexy one, Vicky Michelle. And, uh, you know, and it was... Very strange time for comedy, the eighties and the nineties, nineties on, um, on, on on British television. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Steve. Evening. Evening, Steve. It's Chris Barry. Yes. Is not Colin Barry. Oh, Chris Barry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, I thought it was. It felt wrong tripping off. There was my a character. Tongue. There was a character called Colin in the British Empire. Okay, that's where the confusion. Either you, are you a British expert? Oh no, you were after the uh, the other comedy you was in. Yeah, it was a Prince Among Men. Oh, what was that? He was an ex. He he was an ex professional footballer who. Who ran a business badly or something like that? So it was, it was all very ego centric type character again. So the same so character as Britas, more or less, but it, a, a bit more, a bit higher up in, in ego and social standing. And that I sort mean, of stuff. I don't, I don't um, remember that one. Was it big? No, no. He was also in a sketch show. There was a sketch show that broke him, and I can't think what it's called, but I remember one sketch, right? It was him, and I don't know who else, pretending to be the Beatles, right? And oh. they'd, they'd sacked Pete Best. I remember this sketch really well. They sacked Pete Best, and they had a new drummer. And the drummer was called Richard Starkey, and they're saying, well, you know, you can't use the name Richard, you know. We're going to have to come up with a different name for you, you know. And so they're all tossing around these different names. The gag is, obviously, it's Ringo, right? Um, yeah. And then they said a name, and then one of, them went, one of them went, you're in. And they went, yeah, you know, that's a great name. Let's call him Urine. And that was the gag. That was the punchline, the denouement to the whole sketch. And I'll never forget that, because I remember sat, sat there watching it thinking... This, I think, is perhaps the worst thing I've ever seen. He turns up in a lot of the... He's in The Young Ones. You know when these little cutaway things The Young Ones did? Oh. He plays a ship's captain in that. And he also turns up in Filthy Rich and Catflap. Oh, no, I quite... That was the follow-up to oh, The Young was, Ones. It was. It was brilliant. I mean, they only ran six episodes, but he's the demented TV director. Harry Don't say demented! Someone will be offended by it! Sorry. We had... Oh, um, sorry. David Baddiel was in that as well. Yes, Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. And there was also that famous comedian. I can't remember his name, but he was the one he, he, he drowned a few years ago. Malcolm Hardy. That's the one. There we go, Malcolm Hardy. I'm pretty sure Hardy. it's him. Um, um, and they were, they were art, critic, art critics. Yes. David Baddiel's first yep. TV. And it was all in the same episode. It's episode two of Sons of Richard Catflap. Does... It's a comic masterpiece. I'm, do you know I might have to check that out, because I've, I've not seen that f- for years and years and years. It's does, funny. Does it's, the young one stand the test of time? Yes. Do you think... Um, uh, again, I've not checked that out oh, for a while, yes. but I remember... When did that come out? 82, 83? Eighty, I think it was eighty-two, and, and it was like forty towers. The next series was sort of eighty-five. There was a big gap between right. the two series. I went and saw the young ones live when I was about eleven years old. It was the Wowzers. filth. Yeah, my 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 mum buying tickets at the fulcrum in Slough, and she said, "Can we take can we take kids?" And I went, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure, it'd be fine." And we got there, and it was the filthiest, sweariest thing I've ever seen. And my mum thought, "Ah oh, well, we're here now. We might as well stay for it." And it was brilliant. Just before I go, do you know what's crazy here? Adrian Edmondson just turned 60 this week. Yeah. 
Chris Ryan, who was Mike in the Young Ones, and also Dave Hedgehog in Bottom. Yeah, yeah. 67. Hey, flipping it, man. They're not getting any younger, are they? I know. Cheers, Ian. Steve, G, Steve, thank you very much. Uh, Jerry! Hello. Hello, Gordon Jerry. Gordon Bruce, I've got the box set. Oh, why Someone have you got that for, me. mate? Someone bought it, me. Oh, take it Christmas. to a charity shop. Definitely accept it. No, prob- probably not. Probably not. Uh, well, I've celebrities. Your Brenner. Uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have, uh, we'll have Brenner. Um, uh, my favourite... Say that again. Talisa Barwis. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Do you remember when Kojak released a, he released a record, didn't he, Talisa Barwis? There's a bit of a Birmingham as well, I remember, the boring. He did, he made a, a film about why everyone should go to Birmingham. because <laughs> yeah, Russell was just beyond there. Yeah, it's, it's funny. And Cliff Richard made a film about burgers in Birmingham. Did he? Yeah, like a movie in about 1974. I do love your rollerblading. That's that's some yeah. good paper for sound. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. There's been lots of stories now that Cliff Richard is um, is innocent of the uh, horrendous crimes he was accused of, and good good luck to him and all his, his fans. The, 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 the papers are running lots of stories about him being guilty of committing fashion crimes. Ian half wearing some terrible, terrible clobber these days. Say, so Biggins still alive? Chris Biggins. Chris Biggins, yeah, he was on. He was on James Whale the other week. Was he? Yeah. Why um, would you think Chris Biggins was dead? He was in Big Brother recently and got booted out for um, having a go about bisexuals. I think. So, can't believe, can't believe James Whale got an achievement award. Says his television or where it was. Who did? Like, like Greg Norton. Oh, yeah, for service to television, he gets paid for it. He did make his debut in Father Ted. In the caravan, that's in the caravan, and tipped over. Yeah, I remember. I remember him in Father Ted because um, I sort of used. I didn't know him, but I I'd met him a few times on the stand-up circuit. Um, so I was kind of, you know, was was perhaps a little bit more aware because he, he was a brilliant stand-up when when you know, y- y- well, twenty twenty five years ago, he was a brilliant stand-up. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think he was. He was great. I saw I saw him in you know, clubs doing twenty minute sets and stuff, and he was cracking. Well, go you into stand-up. I couldn't get any acting work, and it seemed like a handy way of getting what we call stage time. So you could get, like, three or four gigs a week, easy, um, and uh, it, it felt like I was doing something. But I hated it. Hated it, hated it. I was never very good at it. What's from Matt Ford? Oh, do you know what? I texted Matt Ford yesterday, and he's not got back to me. I'm going to try and get him on he's the show. He's a celebrity now. Yeah, he's a big... Exactly, Jerry. I've got to move on. He's a big star now. He's got his new series starting again in um, in March on Dave. Yes, and I texted uh, Matt Ford, and, um, yeah, he's not got back to me. William, stay there. We'll come to you after the news at 11. It's a slightly more laid-back show than we had... Um, yesterday and sometimes it's what you've got to do isn't it uh, if you want to give us a call 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number late nights with ian lee on talk radio talk radio ah 0344 499 1000 we're having a slightly more uh, subdued show this evening and you're more than welcome to take part um william and then jay and then it could be you dear listener you're listening to late nights with ian lee on talk radio Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with Farrah. I've never been with any 
anything less than a nine So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV Watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy While I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine. Evening, dear listener. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Late nights with Ian Lee. Uh, we're not really talking about anything this evening. Nothing and everything. Uh, William. Ian, how's things? Uh, you know. Okay. I know. I know. Uh, See, just following your Chris Barry discussion there, yes. I don't know if anybody's interested, if anybody knows, but he does the um, pretty enthusiastic narrative on a programme called Car Crash TV. I think it comes on ITV4 as well. well I've I don't, noticed that. Well, th- th- those uh, TV voiceover gigs, they're great jobs mm. to get. I've heard you've had a couple. Ah, uh, I do a few of them. Uh, it, it's weird. It's really weird doing a, a, a voiceover. For, a voiceover for an hour-long show, which is about... 50 minutes in in real time mm. it's weird it takes two hours to do right and there are moments and you're reading the script you've got you sat there with a big in a tiny room without air conditioning so it's hot you're reading the script and you've got the screen in front of you and a little red light and they flash the red light when you've got to start speaking for each line and then um and it, so it's quite straightforward but every now and then william you'll get really self-conscious and so there'll be a sentence that pops up that I just can't say. And it's a really simple sentence, not even a tongue twister, but I'll suddenly become really self-aware and it will take six, seven, eight times to get this sentence right. And I'll go, do you, can we come back and do this at the end? And they go, yeah, all right. And and then everything else is fine after that. It's just that one sentence, you kind of get, you get the fear, William. You get the fear about it. Fear about you. Yeah, exa- well, exactly. And I tell you what's worse, and I don't do them so often uh, uh, now. I do them from time to time as adverts. Uh, because with TV, they've hired me because they know what I sound like and they want me to, to do that voice, and I can do that. I can be that more excitable me. It's easy. But with adverts, they um, they kind of, they, they've got a specific thing in mind. And so you'll be in this, this, this booth, and you can see them through sheets of glass. And they click a button and say, all right, Ian, if you just give it a go, let's see what we've got. And then you'll do it. And then there'll be about five other people in the sound booth. And they'll turn the microphone off when you've done it. And they'll just stand there going... And you're trying to work out what they're saying. And, of course, you can't. And you get very, um... You get very paranoid that they're going, 
well, this guy's rubbish. I, th- I thought it well, was. I thought we were getting well, Richard Bacon. Who's this idiot? The thing is, you probably want to rewrite half the advert because the stuff they've written is rubbish. Oh no! Do you know what? I gave up on that a long time ago. I am very, very happy to read. The, I, I used to be like that. But I am very happy to read the words that are written in front of me. There's no point in even... Because I know that it will have been through about six different committees and that the people who have written it will have shown it to their bosses and then their bosses would have shown it to the client and the client would have sent it back and put red marks through it. And blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get involved in any of that rubbish. They can do what they want. Listen, I've got a showbiz exclusive for you. Yeah, here we go. This is what it's all about. Yes! I have it on good authority that John Bon Jovi in reality has a Terry Nutkins haircut. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, this is, how the hell do you know this, William? Uh, I don't know if I can reveal my sources, but somebody assisted them at some point, shall we say. Assisted him in uh, uh, fixing the piece or fi- uh, assisted him mm. sexually? <laughs> Maybe both, I wow. don't know. Wow, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to Google a recent picture to see if I can see the join. Um, yeah, yeah, that actually makes, mm. that makes, that makes a lot of sorry, sense. Sorry, sorry to break it to you ladies. Yeah, look at that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man alive. Well, good. Well, here's the thing, there's, you know, oh, there are loads of, I like older bands, right? And, and, uh, from the 60s and 70s. And there's always a period in those bands' histories, in a, from about 1978, when one member starts wearing a hat. We know what's under the hat, guys! It's no hair! Mike Love, <laughs> we know why you're wearing a baseball cap, man! It doesn't, And we don't care that there's no hair! We don't. We yeah. just want to hear the music. We don't! Awesome. I, I just, exactly, and I would have so much respect if, they, if, they, if these older singers just came out one night... And without the hats, uh, no one's going to go, oh, my God, 75-year-old Mike Love is bald. I never uh, knew. Jimmy White, Jimmy White, the snooker player as well, all through the 80s, the guy had no hair, and now all of a sudden he's got a full head of hair. He's amazing. <laughs> well, some of them, some of the sports stars, the, the sports stars get the, um, what are they called? The butt, is it butt plugs? <laughs> the, is it the, 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 you get the butt plugs that are going to your head? And um, hair kind of sprouts from them. Oh, you're talking about the hair transplant thing that, yeah, that Wayne Rooney of, had? It's, yeah, but it's... Well, R- Wayne Rooney had it, and then his hair went... He went bald again. Uh, he's, he's been all right, though. John, all right, uh, John Cleese and Elton John, I think, had these these um, plugs inserted. Right. And, and, they, and, and uh, well. Elton John looks... looks he, he looks all right. But he was bald. You look at Elton John in 1974. No, no, no. No, Elton John used to wear a wig, and I think he had the plugs um, inserted, and and the hair grows out of it. Yeah. Well, I suppose he's got the money for it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, if you want to do that, good luck to you. But I do, I do. Talking about snooker. Yeah. It just reminded me that I see that advert that you've got running about. uh, What what was it you were calling him yesterday, Ronnie O'Ronaldson or something? Ronnie Ronnie O'Robinson. Yes, Ronnie Ronnie O'Robinson. I think is in this building right now. Is he? I think oh, so. Uh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't tell you this story then, because mm. uh, I've I've been living with the angst of this for about the past ten years. Is it is it I, libelous? And is it going to get us? No, no, if, no, no, If, no, if no, Ronnie no, O'Robinson no. were to be in the next room listening, would he come in and smack <laughs> me one? No, I don't think so. Maybe want to smack me one, but no, you one. Okay. Right. 
It's, uh, about maybe 10 years ago or something like that, I was uh, working in my old job at Sky in the call centre, yeah. and he phoned up to, um, his mum had plugged the viewing card in the wrong box or something like that, and he phoned <laughs> up to get it sorted. I was trying to transfer him through to the technical department, and I cut my, my snooker hero off. And I've been living with the guilt really? for the past 10 years. Oh, but now it's alright because I've just realised he's not such a nice guy if he's robbing all these people in Chicago. Oh, I can't believe you. Thank you for that, William. A very delicately told story there. I think we just about got away with that, although probably breaking some form of uh, confidentiality. I always think when um, you get some poor sucker like, like William on, on, on the phone for a, a call centre and um, they're trying to transfer you, and you get cut off. I'm always thinking, they did that deliberately. They they did that deliberately. They didn't know how to transfer, and they just cut. Hey, I tell you what, if I'm look, if I'm sounding a little bit smug this evening, let me let me tell you why. I switched gas and electricity suppliers today. Yeah, and I've saved myself about two hundred and fifty quid a year. And here's the thing: I went rogue. Right, because you go to these switching sites, and I don't know. Uh, here's <laughs> here's what I did about three months ago. I went to a comparison website for switching sites. Yeah, I was going. I was getting meta. Um, I'll come to you in a minute, Jay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So, I, I, so I now got the best switching site. I'm not saying what it is. You go and find it yourself. Um, but they've now got a new box. I think they have to have it legally, right? Because I was with this company, GB Electricity and Gas, and they went bust. And suddenly I was taken over by um, by the co-op. And I owed them about 450 quid. And I was thinking, this could be all right. They might write this off. Of course they didn't. And now they're trying to chase me up. Anyway, so I went on this, this sw- switching sign. Before, they would only show you the sites that they had deals with. Right, so that you then click a button and it does it all automatically. But now, legally, they have to show you the deals on site uh, 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 with uh, elect- energy companies that they don't have a deal with, right? So I've gone rogue. The best one that they had a deal with where I just had to click one button would have saved me 153 quid a year, right? But the next one up that they didn't have a deal with, 253 quid a year it's going to save me. They reckon. I've never actually... Whenever I've swapped, I've never actually seen my bills go down. I seem to always still have huge, huge... It's the gas bills. The electricity bills are nothing. It's the gas bills. Anyway, so I've signed up this company. Here's the thing, right? I don't understand gas and electricity suppliers anymore. I don't understand it. Because um, I've not... I know British Gas, and I know EDF, and I know the EDL and Southern Electric, and a couple of, but this is a company I've never heard for he- heard of, right? And I Googled it. They were only set up last year. How, why is someone setting up energy companies? Now, aren't there enough energy companies out there? Why are they setting up new ones now? Anyway, Bishy Bashy Boshy signed up with that. That's a few quid saved, huh? And it makes you feel smug. Because I did phone up the co-op today to ask them for something. And they said, oh, I'm t- terribly sorry, sir. Our computer's down. I said, oh, when will it be up? I don't know. How long has it been down for? A week. I thought, right, I'm changing. That is unacceptable. Having your computer down for a week. I don't think I want my energy supplied by people who have their computers down for a week. So I'm changing. Up yours, Delors.
0344 499 1000 Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio The wild man of late night radio is back Ian Lee on Talk Radio We have ways of making you talk Anyway, talking about Gordon Kay, I just see on my screen in front of me that Vicky Michelle is on with Paul Ross tomorrow. So that'll be nice. And you just did the Vicky Michelle cheeky face there, Catherine. Uh, so she's on tomorrow around 8.30 with Paul Ross. So that, uh, I say it will be worth a listen. Uh, no, I will be awake then. I will be, well, I might have gone back to sleep. So the boys will probably come in and get me about half past six, take them to school. Yeah, I'll be back asleep by then. Sorry. Sorry, Paul. Sorry, Vicky. I will miss that, but I, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Jay! Hey, Pim, hey, Pim. Good evening. And as he said it was yesterday, well, why has it been retweeted today? Oh, well, I'm oh, sure yeah. it was, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Um, Jay, hip, hip, hip. Hi, mate, how are you? I'm alright, thank you, Jay. What you got for us? Well, I, I, I just, I don't know, I was, uh, I was just listening to you and, uh, and I got, I thought maybe I could call in with either a Chris Barry fact or I've, I've got a weird obsession with bald celebrities, so I could talk about that. Give a us bit the, if you well, to. listen, well, we got, we got room for both of those. I'm sure the next caller right. will, won't mind. Chris, so Chris got... Barry fact is very quick. Yeah. Um, he used to do spitting image impressions, yes. I believe. Him and Steve Coogan. And also, yes, and also he was the voice on the Frankie Goes to Hollywood um, records, where they used to have... Didn't he do Ron... Wasn't he doing Ronald Reagan on it? Yes, that's that's one of the ones he did. But I think he did a couple more as well. Uh, every time they had, uh, you know, a celebrity voice. Um, didn't, was it Mike Reed? One of the things they had, Mike Reed banning their previous record. Oh, did they have that on the re- on the record? That wasn't Mike Reed, it was Chris Barry. Oh. Well, hang on a minute. Let's, um... Let's, um... Frankie... Oh, you're going to look it up. We're going to we're going to uh, uh, um, find. Hang on a minute. Let's see. Um, oh, I can't. Oh, Chris Barry. Um, hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Orgasm has become the most mystified state of feeling. Um, no one can be quite sure if they have it or not. That's him talking, doing Prince Charles talking about orgasms. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting wow. that. Very, uh, I think we can still go to the tower for that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's your policy on discussing adverts that have just been on your radio show? We're not allowed to. We're not allowed to. Oh, okay. And, I'm, okay. and, uh, uh, and uh, they feed my children, so may God bless all so of them. They're all excellent. They're all excellent. Good. I thought that might be the case. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, balls and everything's then, I guess. Yeah, go on. What, you're obsessed by them. Well, I no, I'm not obsessed by them, but the ones that are less bald than they used to be. Oh, go, oh, okay, go on. Um, have you seen Mel Gibson recently? I don't know. I've not, has anyone seen Mel Gibson recently? Well, he's nominated for a thing now, but he's, he's now very, very hairy everywhere. And uh, I, during payback around 2000, he was going bald. He was, yeah, he is very hairy. That he's got what, what do they call that? Is that a widow's peak? Is that what they call that? They, he's got a very strong widow's peak. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. But he was, I'm year. sure it was, it was a lot thinner than that um, uh, a long time ago. Have as you, well. Has anyone, my favourite um, of the, and it's hair magic, right? And when he's on stage, he yeah. wears a wig, and he's quite open about it. And when he's off stage, it's hair magic, right? right. Gene, Gene Simmons from Kiss. 
Oh, I haven't seen that dude. Yet. That's that. He's got a full-on nutkins, right? But you watch <laughs> when he's when he's when he's on stage. Both him and Paul Stanley, they wear they wear wigs, so they look like they did in 1973. Yeah. Beautiful. That's fine. I get it. It's the act. When he's off stage, <laughs> he kind of has. It's like um the the same hairstyles the monkeys have in Planet of the Apes. It's all sort of <laughs> just piled up on his oh, head, and it's obviously there's a lot of lacquer has gone onto that because it does not move at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a strange Well, Sean Connery man. went bald very young, didn't he? He wore toupees throughout his whole career from the age of about 21. Has anyone ever worn a good toupee? I mean, look, Bruce Forsyth, right? He's got to be loaded. If that's the yeah. best he can afford, then wig technology isn't as advanced as people think. Yeah. Well, I mean, give him... Give him, give him a chance he's 80 what how old, how old is he but no exactly but he's he's bold and that's fine here's the thing guys it's fine yeah. to be bold it doesn't matter it doesn't know, matter exactly. steven seagal used to spray on his hair apparently <laughs> he had, had a ponytail that was thinning yeah the thinning ponytail and then he just used to spray on like, oh i love yeah. um i did a phone in once and we can we can do it again the bald ponytail mick fleetwood from fleetwood mac the bald ponytail <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um we once saw in uh, in boots in luton a bald man who'd colored his head in with um like a black marker pen he colored it in wow it was i mean i i suspect i don't want to you know take the mick too much i suspect there may have been some some form of uh mental um but it was it. still shiny. His head was was black and shiny. Yeah, no one suspects a thing. Um, that's what you thought. Yeah, well, that that's it. And you do. Um, you, again, I saw I saw a fella wearing a wig, but he was wearing it upside down. So the oh, hair was on his on. head, and the the kind of net bit was um <laughs> was, was facing upward. And I do I don't um. Oh, hang on, I've been <laughs> sent a picture of uh, bald Gene Simmons. Let's have a little look at that. I'll tweet this. Here we go. Yeah. Back to Steven Seagal. He was in a film with a rapper called DMX. That's not real. And that DMX, I, 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 won't, I won't say what he said, but he called him a, an effing F with spray on hair. Oh, when, when asked about him. Who said that to who? Who said that to whom? DMX said it about Steven Seagal. GMX? Uh, yeah, the rapper, the rapper man. You know oh. these rapper man that you get these days. I don't know. I know the I know the rapper man. Yeah, you see him on the top of Tesco's, but I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, did we just do a Stuart Lee routine? I think we got close to one. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, I don't know, Mister DMX. Uh, uh, he was. He, he's a very. He's a very good rapper. He was in a film called I think Bulletproof or something equally ridiculous. Um, apparently, Steve was the guy who used to like doing fist bumps with uh, with black actors. He used to try and talk street and stuff in a really embarrassing manner. Um, so that was all funny. And then claimed he was in the CIA. I don't think I've ever seen a Steven Seagal film. I know there's a line oh, in one where he goes, brilliant. "I'm a cook. I'm a cook." He's got quite a high pitched voice, doesn't he? Cook. But he's got a voice like mine at the moment. Um, I've got, a, uh, but yeah, he, he, so he whispers everything because he's got a high voice. He's in a band as uh, well, isn't he? Plays blues. Oh yeah, uh, fantastically terrible band. Yeah, celebrity. Yeah. There we go. We can do this. Actors in bands. There's a um, uh, um, the fellow Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, of course. What was his band called? It was Dog. Uh, Dog Star. Dog Star. Um, or is that Johnny Depp's band? No, Johnny Depp's. I was going to say Johnny Depp next, but I think. Dogstar was kind of reason fantastic. There's um the, the fella that used to wear um Tomb Raider's blood around his neck. 
But Billy Bob Thornton. But Billy Bob Thornton. He's the other one who's less bald than he used to be as well. Yeah, it, it, there's a brilliant clip on YouTube of the band that Billy Bob Thornton is in being interviewed on Australian yeah. radio. Have you seen it? Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about being Billy Bob Thornton. He doesn't want to talk about his acting. He doesn't, doesn't want to talk about it at all. Acting. And then, it, uh, and it's so... Uh, do you know what? I, I wonder if it... I, I, might, I might see I can find a bit of it and play it. It's so uncomfortable. And yeah. he's, and he's, and he, I mean, he looks like he's wasted. I don't know. I wouldn't, couldn't possibly uh, comment, of course. But, um, and the rest of the band are embarrassed. But, but, but these actors, these big Hollywood actors, right? They've got to know that A, their bands are rubbish. And B, mm-hmm. the only reason they're going is so that people can see Johnny Depp and Billy Bob Thornton up close. That's the only reason. Mm-hmm. It's not because they're going, flipping it, man. That, you know, I know Johnny Depp's a good actor, right? But have you heard him sing and play but guitar? He, flipping yeah. it, man. It's amazing. It's yeah. like, it's Jack like. Can half play a bass. Yeah, they don't say that, do they? they, they they're going because it's a freak <laughs> show and good, and good for that. Yeah. Oh, the worst. Uh, okay, Sabati, um, name the band, uh, uh, Russell Crowe's band. Oh, that is a, that is a great question. I've got it. I've got it. I know it in my head. Go on, what is it? It's 30-odd foot of grunt. <laughs> of course the it is. Of, his band. of course it is. And they play, like, weird country rock. Yeah. It's true, yeah. Well, okay, Macaulay Culkin is in... It's... Uh, it's not called... The... It's, it's a pun on the Velvet Underground. And they play... I may have got this slightly wrong. Slade Overground? No, they play... Velvet Underground songs, but about pizza. <laughs> I think that's... Nice. They're called, like, the Pizza Underground, or it's something... Is that what they're called? The Pizza Underground? Hang on a minute. Let me play this Billy Bob Thornton thing, right? Hang on a second. Link to a cinematic... Right, so this is the guy, right? It's fair play. This guy, it's a radio studio. At, um, it's in America. It's on QTV, so it's a radio thing, but they've got cameras in, right? And this is Billy Bob. Well, the sound of Mod Billy is a blending of pop music epitomized by bands like the Birds and the Monkeys, imbued with American Hillbilly sensibility. Mod Billy is also the name of the new record by my guests, the the Boxmasters. If the name Boxmasters sounds familiar, there may be a couple of reasons why. Firstly, Mod Billy is the Los Angeles-based trio's third album in the last year alone. Yes, this is a band with ambitions. Secondly, the Boxmaster's principal songwriter, singer, and drummer is a guy named Billy Bob Thornton, whose other job, uh, some of the time, is Oscar-winning screenwriter, actor, and director. While Billy Bob Thornton's name is most often linked to his cinematic endeavors, the Boxmaster's is anything but a diversion from the silver screen. He's always intended to make music, and he just got sidetracked these days. So so this is quite... And Billy Bob Thornton, by the way, is yawning at this point. It's quite a respectful... Introduction. He's mentioned the Hollywood thing, just so that people know who he is, but he's mainly talking about the music. His life, and it's something he's obviously embracing, and I'm pleased to have all the members of the Boxmasters, Billy Bob Thornton, J.G. Andrew, Mike Butler, and Danny Baker, here in Danny Studio Baker. Q. Hello, boys. Hey, how's it going? Good, Good to have you here. Three albums in the past year? <laughs> what? Yeah. That's that, that seems ambitious. That's the, that's the ones that have been released. I'll tell you when Billy Bob's yeah, recorded about five. There's though. more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you guys formed, uh, Billy Bob, you, you guys formed only in the last couple of years, right? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> How so? I don't know what you mean by that. Well, did, when, <coughs> when, did, when did the band form? I'm not sure what that means. 
Oh, well, when did you guys first start playing together? Uh, we started about two years ago, <laughs> and uh, we haven't stopped since we uh, since we got the ball rolling. Uh, and and you, you've you've made three records in that time. We've actually made about <laughs> all five of these questions records. are aimed at Billy and, Bob, uh, of right? Course, uh, and the, the, the other fellow jumps Box in. Masters and Mod Billy, and the one that'll be out later in the year called Bellflower are all double CDs, uh, one disc of all originals, one disc of all covers. And uh, they, uh, yeah, so we've got those, and then we've put out a Christmas record, uh, and then we've got two other ones that we've uh, got mostly done as well. So we'll figure out something to do with right. those as and, well. And you're currently on tour with Willie Nelson? And Ray Price. And Ray it's Price. A, yeah, and so it's a fantastic bill. Have you done shows before this run with Willie Nelson before? Yeah, we did a run last uh, November and December. He's been very careful, careful not States. to look at Billy Bob now, but he that goes back amazing. to him in a second. Great, you know. What do you What do you learn from got, Willie Nelson, Billy Bob? I've never met him. <laughs> <laughs> are you being ironic or are you being serious? I don't really know him. You don't. You've never met Willie Nelson. Well, I said hello to him once. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Oh. You guys don't really hang out on tour. Um. Don't you don't know. know what I mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get the impression that you're going to answer with it? You don't. Right. Um, all right. Well, this new record. And on and on it goes. I can't bear it. Oh, isn't it? Is it, and it goes on for another ten minutes. I'll tweet the link to that because it's it is just. Oh, it's delicious. And fair play to the guy for confronting it, where he says. You're going to answer you don't understand to every question I ask you. I don't, I, and he, he, it's beautiful. More interviews yeah. like that, Jay. That's what we want. Uh, i tell you what, that was, that was, I can't bear it. It's so cringeworthy. I can't cope with it. We have to go now. We have to go. I can't bear it. <laughs> Jay, thank you for watching We'll stay there. I'll come to you in a minute. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000. Yes, Will. Hello. Hello, Will. Hiya. I'm all right. I'm just I'm just going to go out the room because I, I get a really terrible signal indoors, so I'm going to go outside and please. Is that your is that your um, house that you get a bad signal in? Um, I, I actually live in a porter cabin. How come you live in a porter cabin, Will? Well, there's no rent. Well, no, <laughs> listen, I'm not knocking it. Wh- whatever works for you, man. That sounds all right. It does work. It's brilliant. I basically converted it into a house. Yeah. It's got. Basically everything on the shower, everything the pink size bed, it's got wood burning stone. Where is it where is it then? Like in a caravan park or something? <clears throat> well it's actually on a farm where I work. Yeah. But I was like you put the cabin here and I just kind of ended up hey. And um I've actually got a in 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 quotes normal yeah. house. Uh, you know, a couple of miles away and I've just thought, right, well, I've made it so cozy and nice here. Yeah. But I just rent the other place out now. Hey, quids! Will's quids in, guys. <laughs> Is it not chilly in there? 
Not with any wood-burning stove, no. A wood-burning stove inside. A, well, make sure you've got the, the flue connected correctly, Well, I don't want you oh, getting gassed in there. Yeah, you know, we're, we're all, all sorted here. It's actually, I've actually done it up really nice. It's got a solid wood floor. Hey, it and sounds wicked. Extra insulation and uh, big big TV on the wall. And uh, <clears throat> I've got solar panels on my roof as well for my electric. Flipping X, so you're not paying anything. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be eco-friendly and, you know, invest money now so I can uh, not have to be paying money forever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Will, uh, more power to your elbow. It sounds like an excellent setup. Speaking of electricity, I hope you're getting your electric from a green supplier now. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 I don't know. Well, you know, now that we all have the option now whether to, uh, you know, pay someone to burn coal and, and, and yeah. kill 50,000 people a year from air, air pollution-related illnesses or, you know, pay someone to, uh, you know, point no. their wind turbine into the wind or put some more solar panels out. No, and I didn't check that bit. I just checked the bit where it says how much money you could save. That's it, unfortunately. That's what everyone uh, yeah. looks at. But as, yeah. as long as people know that there's a choice out there to go with a green supplier oh, or, I knew there was or even a, choice, a green but I knew there was a choice, but they were well expensive, so no, I, I, I didn't bother. Right, well, maybe, maybe next time uh, when you uh, no. uh, dig a bit deeper into those pockets of yours and, no. uh, and have another look at it. No, no, I won't, because that's why I don't go to um, switch switching comparison websites to um, compare the greenness, I go there to um, save money. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm just one of these people that um, have realised that, you know, we've got to d- do what we can to. Oh, help no, I'm, the do- I'm doing what I can. I'm doing what I can. But also, I need, I'm, I'm aware mm. that I'm one of these people that's got a mortgage, that's got kids, that, um, you know, I've got to do all, I've got to save as much money as I can. Uh, let me ask you uh, another green-related question, then, Please quickly. Please do, Will. Have you ever been in or driven an electric car? Uh, I have been in um, a hybrid. Hybrid, okay. Because about two years ago, I, I got my first electric car. And I oh, you must be loaded. It, so. You must be... How much, no. you, how much rent are you charging? It's... Uh, well, it's in uh, effluent... No, effluent. Well. Yeah, I always get those mixed up. Affluent, sorry. Yeah. And who's who's <laughs> so renting out your who's renting out your house? Thirteen hundred quid a month rent I get. Flipping heck, do you not feel guilty about that? Um, I um, do you not I feel guilty about that because there are people there are there's there's a housing shortage, and you're you're charging thirteen hundred quid a month. That's outrageous. Well, I've got to pay a mortgage, so. Oh, so the, the, oh, I get it. So the the rent that they're paying. Is paying is covering your mortgage? Well, it's covering my mortgage. So it's buy, and, and buy to let. Some on top. Buy to let, and yeah, and you get a profit but, on top. Wow! But I, but I, I bought it ten years and ago to live you, in. How do you? And yet you phoned me up to lecture me about my green <laughs> credentials, and you're part of the housing crisis problem. Okay. But, Why should uh, someone be paying uh, your mortgage? H- housing is going to come second to a planet we can't what? live on. Oh, no Will, it doesn't work <laughs> like that, Will. You've totally, you've been hoisted by your own petard. <laughs> you phoned up to have a pop at me and get all moralistic, and you're the uh, reason I, I that... I wasn't fa- having a pop at you, I was just You, you were having a pop, and I now it turns out you're your part of the housing problem. You've got no social responsibility. Well, this is I'm outrageous. Just, I've, I've rented out, believe it or not, that's actually slightly under the market oh, value. Oh, but you just said it pays your mortgage and yeah. you make it, you get a profit from it as well. well why, why are you getting a profit from it? They shouldn't be paying your mortgage. 
Will, that's a terrible attitude to have. Morally, <laughs> morally, but morally well, bankrupt. Yeah, I've got to live. And I, and I yeah. can use my time Will, to uh, Will, um, Will, fight, got, fight for Will, the planet. Will, I, I've got to live. And I'm using my time to try and save as much money as I can so I won't be a burden later on. And also, we owned a flat. Okay. And we sold it. For lots of money. Well, yeah, but we didn't want to rent it out. We didn't want to be part of the housing problem. They, okay, those people. I say to you, why, those, why didn't you sell it for half the price you sold it for? That's not the same. Not the same. Not the same argument at all. Because it would, if we'd have sold it for half the price, it would have been snapped up by by a landlord, of course, to add to their portfolio. The people in your house will never be able to afford their own place because of you. Okay, but I, I'm not one of these landlords with a hundred properties. I've no, just it doesn't matter. One. Even one property is still that family. Well, have they got kids? Yeah. Flipping heck. That family will never be able to afford to buy their own house because of you. Well, <laughs> whatever. Whatever? What, whatever. Whatever. So you, whatever. So, but do you yeah. not see the hypocrisy? You've, you, you, uh, uh, you, you're the one that phoned <clears throat> up to start, start the lecture. And okay, yet, then, yet, yet when something is pointed out to you that you're doing wrong, well, that's not what I called in <clears throat> to talk about. <laughs> you tried to guilt trip me, man. Okay, let, let, let's get right down to it. Housing. This, this has always struck me as a weird thing. If you uh, happen to be born and you weren't born a human and you were born a, to be a deer or, uh, you know, a bird or whatever, you don't have to pay to live somewhere. You can basically go, right, oh, here I, here, here I am. I've just been born. I'll just, Yet uh, you're live charging here. a family 1,300 quid a month. What's the heating? What's the insulation like in that house? That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. What 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 do they use to heat the house? Um, uh, gas. Okay, you, you you've gone for gas. I mean, it's still quite wasteful, isn't it? Well, there is a, um, a so- fire there if they choose to use it. Wood burning, coal burning. Uh, well, either yeah, hey. wood burning. So- solar panels on there. No. Oh, God, Will, you can't... Spend a few quid of that profit you're making every month and put some solar <laughs> panels on there, make the house self-sufficient. Uh, I've, they've I've not only gone recently for... had my, my eyes open to the whole renewable You've energy not... thing, and, and, and well, they've only recently stop. got cheap enough to well, go out and buy them. stop trying to, you know, have a go at people <laughs> who haven't... Who, who can't afford to make that decision, because it's not fair. Alrighty. But don't you think that, that it's kind of weird that when you get born, somebody else already all, all owns all the land? Like, why isn't there a bit of land reserved for each person that's born? Because that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But if you, if you go back in history and you go, okay, so where did you get this bit of land from? I bought it from, you know, Joe Bloggs down the road. Okay, well, yeah. who did Joe Bloggs buy it from? Yeah. Who did he buy it from? Who did he buy it from? Who was the first person that said, right, I'm going to sell this bit of land so no one can uh, just live on it? I don't. I don't know. Well, I've never. I've never considered it. Okay, I'll let you get on to somebody else. Thanks, Will. <laughs> don't phone me up to guilt trip me, and that's what he was trying to do because I made the decision to choose. Do- I've no idea if it's a green company or not. I don't think it is. I'll have a little look, but I don't think it is because I chose to save a few quid. Um. He doesn't know anything about my situation or my setup or, or, or anything like that. Don't guilt trip me. And then <laughs> it turns out he's part of the housing problem. Flipping <laughs> heck. Oh, man. Oh, three, 
4991000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 03444991000. So here's the story that I was going to do an hour ago. I, I start these stories and then an hour later um, we get to the story. Right? And this, oh, this was, this, okay, this started the whole Chris Barry thing. It will shock Victor Meldrew, possibly the grumpiest... Kath, why don't you come in and sit in here? No, we don't have no callers. So. Might as well talk, might as well talk to you, won't it? Might as well talk to you. Um, it will shock Victor Meldrew, possibly the grumpiest... I don't believe it! As he's saying, I don't, I don't believe it! The, ah, this is the point I was going to make an hour ago, right? I've never seen an episode of um, uh, I don't, the I Don't Believe It show. Oh, I like that. No, it's rubbish. 4291. But I've seen the episode of Father Ted where Victor Meldrew's in it. It's good. Go, go over there and say it. I bet no one's ever said it to him. Go on. Should I? Yeah, go over there. And you see him walk off in the distance and he just gets smacked or something, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, but we do get nicer as the years roll by. The finding by... Now, this is by Colin Fernandez, the science <laughs> correspondent. You can still call in, by the way, dear listener, 0344 What's Professor Fernandez saying today? Well, he says the finding by brain scientists is the perfect cue for his catchphrase, I don't believe it! According to the researchers, we become less moody... Mm. Oh, have you ever been at a bus stop? We become less moody, more agreeable... And more consci- conscientious as time passes. Oh, guys. Have you ever been in a, in a post office on a Thursday afternoon? Thursdays in Tesco's. Oh, man. The changes occur as a natural process as the brain matures, although they appear to have bypassed the lead character in hit BBC series One for. Stop going back to that. Just give us the fact. You're not. Are you showbiz or science, Fernandez? The other thing is, that wasn't a documentary, so, I mean, it proves nothing. As it he goes should on. know as a scientist. It goes on. Mm. Played by Richard Wilson. He depicts the typical image of someone becoming more and more cantankerous in old age. You know what they'll do? They did it with um, um, one uh, Hyacinth Bouquet, didn't they? They did a series of her younger. Yeah, like an origins. Yeah, like, yeah. They'll do the. They'll do an origins of him where he'll be like a nice young man, and then something will happen, mm. and he'll become. He'll and just for the first time go. I don't believe it. And Margaret, go, oh Victor. Um, new technology. Oh, then it goes on to the science bit. Has oh. allowed scientists to map brain areas and track them over time for more than a minute. Those regions linked to... If you're mapping the brain, that doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you that people are more or less grumpy. It tells you what the brain looks like. Um, you know that ESP is possible. Um, I know that they... It, it, something flashes in the brain. We, got, we, can... we, are, we are, at all times... More time, some more times than other, expounding electricity right. from our heads. Thoughts are electricity. That's a fact. Yeah, just rub your head with a balloon if you don't believe that. That's not the same thing at all. That's static. Although the thing I only... How did I only find this out last week? So you rub your hair with a balloon. Turn the lights off. No, no, no. You rub your hair with the, the balloon. The balloon will stick to a wall. Yeah, or ceiling. Here's the thing. And don't try this at home, right? Unless you're an idiot like me. I used to, this, is, this is my greatest science experiment. I don't know what it proves. You get a cup of water. You get a light bulb. You put the light bulb on the cup of water so the, the metal bit... The this filament, is a terrible idea. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, the filament is touching the water. 
You put it in the microwave. No. You turn it on for, mm. for 20 seconds, guys. The light bulb lights up. <gasps> now that, honestly, guys, if anyone dies as a direct result of that, tough. I saw a good experiment. Don't do it at home. I yes. saw a good experiment that you can do at home. And yes. the boys will like this one. Yep. Get some, like, cellophane. 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 Yeah. Draw on it in felt tip, black felt tip. Oh, yeah. Wet it. Yeah. Draw like a little stick man. And if you wet it, the stick man will bend over and move. I don't like cellophane. Right, well, you might have... Um, I don't want to get involved You know that. when you do presentations yeah. and you have um, those uh, plastic sheets that you can... No, because it's not 1987. I use um, PowerPoint. Yeah, right. You, can't, you, can just, you can get animated GIF on PowerPoint. Okay. Well, just get something shiny and draw but on it. Why would a light bulb in a microwave... It's a bad idea. ...light up? I mean, don't try it at home. But you... Because water conducts... Um, the um, okay, microwaves, fine. but 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 um, the, the static electricity. It's something completely different. Your your brain is constantly, and the more the harder you think, if you really think you're trying to solve like a puzzle, or you're trying to remember the sketch show that Chris Barry was in, then like more and more energy is coming out. You know um, that that you can now control um, computers with your eyes. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, you know yeah. that. We know that. Yeah, but that's not magic. No, no, no. But that's that's nice. It scans your eyes and you can control them with your eyes, okay? Mm. Right, we know that. They have now got technology where, and it's, at the moment, it looks like a sort of colander with wires coming out. All the best experiments do. You can now control a computer with your thoughts because it picks up the energy. The electricity is being sent out and this colander picks up and it can move. You can play a game with your thoughts. How, though? Are they, right, each one of those electrodes, are they putting that... Like, in your head? No, no, no. It's because... No, no, no. This is the thing. You are... It's literally like a, a millionth of a millimetre, but electricity is coming out from all over your head. It's coming Through out. Through your hair? Yes, mate. It probably works better with baldies. Mm. But yes, it's coming out. It's coming out constantly. That's a fact. You know microwaves give you cancer. Well, if you you're not supposed to too much of them. No, no, no. You're, you're not supposed to be in the same room. As a microwave, well, because I've... they send off radiation. And you're, you're certainly not supposed to put your head next to the side or the back of no. a microwave. You get brain cancer. Well, Fact. Well, I think that these days microwaves, I've got to say, are much safer and nope. their insulation is better. But I do remember reading something. I don't think it was a scientific study. But I remember reading something about the early microwaves and a, and a big um, spike of yeah. women contracting certain cancers because they were obviously like... yeah. Standing next to it when when yep. they were using it, the old-fashioned ones. I wasn't listening. I'm just trying to not get sued by microwave. Oh, companies. microwaves can kiss my chuddies. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. So so if if what this proves is right, if you can control a computer game with your thoughts, then ESP is is technically possible. It's, po- it's, it's possible because you're sending out. All right. Yeah. You've just got to harness that electricity. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Uri Geller was on um, um, uh, the mystery. What's it called? The mystery show. Howard Hughes. Yeah. The unexplained. The unexplained. He was on um, the unexplained on Sunday. Talking rubbish. Mm. I mean, talking absolute bobbins. Hey, I tell you what, I found. I'll put it online next week if I can be bothered. I found a VHS tape of a show that I'd forgotten. I did right. I did a, a pilot for. Uh, there was this, used to be a, a series on Channel Four called Comedy Lab, where like yeah, each week, I be, yeah, I did a Comedy Lab, right. And um, they didn't pick it up for a series, but it was good. And it had Gail Porter on and Uri Geller. 
And what it was... I mean, it might be rubbish. I've not seen it for 16 years. But you remember it's good. I remember it's being, I remember it's being funny. Um, it's... All it is, it was... Uh, she was in the first half, he was in the second half. And what they do is, it's just a chair. And he walks in and sits on the chair. And there's a, ven- there's a ventriloquist dummy next to him. Right? <gasps> and the ventriloquist dummy does the interview. Right. Me. I was doing the voice. You've told me this before. I was up in the booth doing the voice. Sounds good. Yeah, it's good. It was, I remember it being quite good. I think I think Gail Porter got a bit upset. We might have made her cry. Oh. And, and wasn't intentional. But she, but Gail, I like Gail. I've met Gail since. I didn't tell her that was me. Cause I like Gail a lot. I think maybe we, I might ask Gail on the show, actually. Um, uh, but she she would be the first to admit that she was... Um, Troubled. ...was very emotional at that period in her life. Um, I like Gail. I, I think she's, uh, she's very, very funny. Um, but, yeah, so I had to interview... Uh, I don't remember much about the Gail Porter, but I remember the Uri Geller... <laughs> I think we did this before um, Bo Selector. We were getting him to bend something, right? And it did. In the end, it, it gave the puppet a boner. <laughs> That's it, Uri. I don't remember what voice was. That's it, Uri. Keep thinking something's moving. Something's moving. Wow. <laughs> Sophisticated stuff. Uri, will you rub it for me? <gasps> I don't think I will be rubbing that. Little little man, what was he called? He was going what the dummy was called. What was the dummy called? Tony. The show was called Vent, and the dummy. I can't think what the dummy was called. Anyway, I've got. A, I found a VHS of it, so I might. Well, it sounds uh, funny that it was all. I mean, it's probably Produced, stuff. written, and produced by Damon Beasley and Ian Morris, of course, who made the uh, Inbetweeners. Mm. You know, so excellent pedigree. Excellent pedigree, um, indeed. Significant. Uh, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, science, science, science. Um, science, science, science. Boring, boring, boring. Boring. Okay, well, that's that story done. So, right. Uh, we've, we've sorted that story. So hey, you'll be nice when you're old, is that what the that's conclusion what it says. is? I don't, I don't really. I think what they've done is, I think Colin Fernandez, more power to your elbow, Colin, because you get paid for that rubbish, um, is he's seen the story and he's extrapolated and extrapolated to so he can talk about Victor Meldrew. And yeah. believe Well, the Daily Mail reader loves Victor Meldrew. They do, actually. They do. Um, here we go. Now, I, I've often wondered this. As you know, recently I've I uh, changed shampoos. I mean, there's a big there's a big moment in my life, mm. and I've changed shampoos. I'm not convinced by it. I change every time. Uh, well, different shampoo. You uh-huh. shouldn't do that. Why? Well, you you need your because you, that's a shock to your head. Nonsense. No, it's a shock to the 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 system. You've got to have some consistency, but then you, you're supposed to change it like every six months. No, my hair's fine with it. It's cool. Well, there's no need. This is from. Uh, hang on a minute. It's another science story, right? We have Colin Fernandez, science correspondent. Hang on a minute. Let me just check this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is by the science correspondent Victoria Allen. Oh, confusing. No consistency, guys. Wagwan. Anyway, Victoria Allen says, there's no need to fork out for a luxury shampoo because they are, quote, all the same when it comes to cleaning your hair, according to a leading scientist. An experiment on three shampoos priced at £1, £6 and £40. £40! found that women who used a more <coughs> expensive product had no cleaner hair than those who used a budget one. Yeah, it's not all about cleanliness, is it? This is because... Hang on a minute. What, what you got for us, Trev? Talking about shampoo. 
Oh, Trevor, Trevor, do you want to do it now or do you want to come back after the news? I, you said you can't double bubble though, didn't you, tonight, so... Well, but that I wouldn't count, that, that would just count as a pause. I just, I, you've only got like a minute and a half now. I don't, I don't have a lot to say. I mean, I don't have anything about shampoo to start with, pal. But, okay. I mean, you got me, okay. you got me worried about sausage and beans on toast ad tonight and now what? you're telling me that the microwave was like, there was difficulties with that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. So I'm a, bit, I'm a bit concerned, but it doesn't matter. I also, I didn't really have the toast, the bread and that. I just had, like, cobs back, a bath, so I had to cut it up into three pieces. <laughs> you had a cob, um, a cob, and you cut it into three pieces? Because I didn't have, a, like, sliced bread. I mean, I've done it with fish fingers. I've had um, sausage and beans on toast with fish fingers instead of bread before. The fi- what, And the fish fingers have acted as the toast? Yeah. How many fish fingers did that take? Four? What, six. Flipping heck. Well, that's yeah, a phone-in. Um, it's a great phone-in for the last hour. What have you used instead of bread? Or wh- when have you used alternative ingredients? I quite often use mayonnaise instead of butter. Yeah. That's reckless. In sandwiches, not in cakes. Bald celebrities. Yes. Um, Omidy Lili. Don't get, don't get dumb. <laughs> and a prediction, Alan Carr. <laughs> All right, I'll speak in a bit. When? Um, maybe tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> okay, but you're done for now, yeah? I think so. All right, pal. Bye, pal. Bye. Bye, pal. It's Trevor. Okay. And the prediction, Alan Carr. <laughs> I think that's a fair prediction. <laughs> you're not too far off the money there. Um, thank you, Trevor. That was nice. Six fish fingers, though. When have you... I bet you're constantly using... Um, we've run out of... Marge all the time, so a bit, bit of mayonnaise. I've used ketchup instead of margarine before on toast. That works. Mm. That works. Alternative ingredients, we can do that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I think they've all got bored tonight and naffed off. I think they've all naffed off. Don't matter. It's not, it don't matter. Don't matter. We'll do another hour of this and then um, we'll, then we'll go. go home. We'll go home. Um, this is because all shampoos contain similar ingredients known as surfactants which strip dirt from the hair i don't like these people that don't wash their hair and they say oh well it starts to clean itself no No, it don't not before it smells yeah but it don't how can it clean itself it don't clean itself it's just dirty hair um and it goes on it goes on it's, a, it's the shampoo story, guys. You've got the main, you've got the main facts from it, you know, for crying out loud. So save your pennies. Save your pennies. Oh three, unless the next advert is um, is for like an expensive shampoo, in which case, well by worth that, it. Because yeah. I think we apparently we got caught out on the last little thing talking about landlords. Anyway, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yesterday was kind of like the 4th of July The way your face lit up the entire sky Had to look away because it hurt my eyes The way you hit me was a big surprise Wasn't making any sense, but it felt okay. Ask you if it was my birthday. This kind of thing don't happen every day. Hey, hey, hey. 
lived until you've heard uh, a four-year-old and a six-year-old shouting that out in the back of the car. Oh, what was I going to record? My kid said something really funny the other day. Um, and I meant to record it. What was it they said? Because I was going to get them to record it. Um, um, I can't think what it was. Can't think what it was. Doesn't matter. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Last hour of the uh, the radio show. And it's kind of a laid back, more sedate show. Yesterday was a little bit frantic and a little bit furious and a bit wild and a bit crazy. And um, we gave away um, every county in the country. Managed to get through that. Um, so tonight we're just kind of sitting here and seeing what happens. I do want to talk about Gina Miller in a bit if we get time, but let's let's crack on. Joe. Hello, Ian. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? All right, thanks. Yourself? Yeah. Hot. I'm hot, man. There's no. These pills are making me sweat like nobody's business, and there's no oh. aircon. Oh God. Okay. So I'm hot. Anyway, don't matter. We'll, we'll be all right. What you got for us? Right. All it is is um, I'm quite cross with um, our internet provider today. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. The don't mention them or not. at the moment. Let's see where we go. What's happened? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, it crashed about lunchtime today, yes. and um, it's still not up and running. And we're in a catch twenty two. Been with them a long time. Yes. They they took over the smaller company that we used to be with in Hertfordshire. I don't know if you're guessing now who, who the company is, but it's a big company. Yes. But, but obviously I won't, I won't say if, you, if you're not happy for me to say We're well, not at the moment. No, sure, OK. Um, anyway, what it is, we've got a customer care f- um, number to ring. Yes. If you've got the telephone with, the, with them as well, yes. it doesn't cost you anything. So I thought, great, so yes. I rang them up. And you've got to go through a process of pressing... Buttons number yeah, one and whatever. Phone, yeah. Eventually, they say, right, we're going to put you through to one of our teams. So oh. you think, brilliant. Yeah. Sit there. And suddenly it says, sorry, all the lines are busy, yeah. but you should be put through in two minutes. Okay. And then it puts some music on. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and um, nice, relaxing. I've timed every call, yes. 20 minutes on average. And yes. I think, I'm just not doing this. You know? no. So I, uh, I ring off. But there's nowhere where you can find out any information um, on what? why the service is down. Why have, you only, why have you only waited 20 minutes? Surely, if you're, if you're making the call, you're in for the long haul. Well, it's, it takes a while, you know... To, 20 minutes? To, 20 minutes. No, I, no I've been, I have been waiting 20 minutes. Yeah, and then you give each, up, then you give up after... So hang on, how many 20-minute calls have you made? I suppose when you can sit, maybe about six altogether. Then why didn't you just sit instead of making six 20 minute calls, you pudding? Why didn't you wait there for what's um, six times 20? That's two hours. Why not just wait there for two hours? Oh, I couldn't Get do one it. Fo- well, you've, you've done it. You've just split it up. But what I do, what I do yeah. is I make these phone calls and I put it on speakerphone. And I carry the phone around with me and I read a book and I'll make a cup of tea and I'll go for a pee. And I'll oh, do right. all of these things. And then eventually someone will answer. Oh, right. Okay. You're, not, you're not dedicated, Joe. You've got, you've got to wait. <laughs> You don't want the internet, Joe. You don't want it enough. You've got to want it. But as I've got older, I'm turning into Victor Mildred. Exactly. (laughs) In your face, Colin Fernandez, Daily Mail science correspondent. We do get grumpier. I'm getting grumpy with your attitude. Do you see? (laughs) Joe, enjoy the fact. Why why is it so important that you get the internet? What what have you missed today? Facebook, Twitter, 
and YouTube. No, That's it. No, no. I'll, I'll tell you what I do. Yes. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a volunteer presenter on a hospital radio Here station. we go. Here we go. And um, I, I like to present my shows in advance. Yeah. And I do a lot of research on um, Wikipedia on various... Oh. Um, Joe, how, how old are you? 62? Uh, 64. Hey, <laughs> he's back. Well, then, Joe, I I'm, I'm really surprised I have to tell you this, right? But I'm going to yeah. tell you it. Go to a flipping library and pick up a book, you slacker. That's what I'd expect to say to a 15-year-old, not, a, not a, a, a gentleman approaching his twilight years. Go to a library and pick up a book. Yeah, I, I would normally. Um, but you, uh, you know. <laughs> instead, you've wasted two hours on six <laughs> separate phone calls. When if well, you'd made one phone call for an hour, you'd probably yeah. have it sorted by now. But do you know, I honestly thought what they're doing is just not answering calls today because it must be a hell of a problem. Or and, and they've got loads of people phoning and it takes an hour to get through. You won't know because yeah, you only be. waited 20 minutes. Oh, no, yeah. But it's a long time, 20 minutes, when you just listen to all this Imagine crud music. This what kind of music? Crud music. Because when I spoke over you, it sounded like something else. Um, imagine no. if you'd... Joe, imagine if um, when you were fighting in World War Two. If, oh, that's, if, that's <laughs> the attitude, if that's the attitude you'd had, you're waiting for Jerry to come out, and after 20 minutes, ah, stuff it, forget it. You went back home, and then he came and invaded um, Coventry. Imagine! Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have the internet to worry about in those days, would Fair I? Play. You've got me on a technicality. Joe, I reckon it'll be... I reckon it'll be back tomorrow. When is, so. your, when is your radio show? Uh, what do you want the name of the hospital? No, I, no, I want to know when is it? Is it Saturday? Oh, every, no, it's every Wednesday afternoon. It's a two-hour live show. So, it's to, so, so it happened today. It, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have computers there. Yeah, well they do. So you could have gone there early and researched it online. You just well, want no, to have a good old I've, whinge. I've normally got four weeks in advance already uh, put together and so, printed off, ready to go. So you're you know. sorted. <clears throat> well, I am, you just I'm want still... to have a wings, Joe! No, I'm still constantly researching because I'm doing um, all year round. Of, what type know? of music are you playing on there? Um, I do a mixture. My, my actual show is called the Don't Forget to Boogie Show. Oh yeah, Don't Forget to um, Boogie. It's, it's hey, I forgot that... something today. What was it? Oh yeah, to Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So, what kind of stuff are you playing on there? Um, canned heat. Um, hey. Just. Um, anything I'm on the like road T- again. T-Rex. Was that them? T-Rex. I'm on the road again. That's right, yeah. T-Rex, okay. Who did, who did, uh, going up the country. He sings funny, doesn't he? Going up the country. Yeah, that was Alan Wilson that sang that. Who, here we go. He's, okay, okay, trivia fans. Who did <laughs> the backing vocals for most of, um, Mark Boland's T-Rex hits? The backing vocals? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. was it male or female? It was two males. Uh, Mickey Finn? Um, no. A very famous, a very famous, members from a very famous American group did backing vocals on most of Mark Boland's big hits. Wow, well, I didn't know that, but, uh... It's, um, Flo and Eddie from the Turtles. Really? Yeah, the backing vocals on most of Mark Boland's big hits are are by the Turtles. Well, oh, thanks for that, Ian. I didn't know that. Mark Volman and Howard Kalen. Oh. There you go, you say. I love, I love the... Ter- I, I listened to a documentary last night on the way home, as I often do, and it was yeah. um, about David Bowie and Mark Bolan and a couple of other acts. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'd never heard Mark Bolan speak before. 
Uh, he used to have a show on... Um, he's a BBC ITV. Yeah, he had a TV show, yeah. Years. Yeah, he did. Um, and the last... And the last episode, a lot of sorry, yeah. The, no, I say the last episode, it was mm. David Bowie on, and they'd been good friends, and then they became quite deadly rivals because because Bowie's uh, B- Bowie was a slow burner, but he got yeah. the success in America that Bolan never got, and Bolan had like two brilliant years of being a pop star, and then he was yeah. on the thing. And um, appa- I've never seen it, but apparently Bolan got absolutely steaming drunk, and they had like a, a, an awful kind of duet together at the end of their uh, thing. But 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 Bolan. Well, you know, I I put the glitter on my face, and you know, that's not a bad bowling, actually. That's not actually. No. It was tragic what happened to him, though, wasn't it? Car crash, um, wasn't it? Dri- being driven yeah. by his missus, and um, yeah, 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 in a minute. Yeah, very sad. And she, I think she had success as a singer in America for quite a. She few did. Years. Her name was um, she, what, something Jones, wasn't it? It was. I want to say Grace, not Grace Jones, Georgia Jones. Um, Mm. Uh, Gloria Jones. What was yeah, her hit? Right. What was her hit? Right. Well, Kath told me that. She had a hit, didn't she? What was Gloria? It was a big hit. It's a really famous song. Oh, wasn't it Tainted Love? Um, bef- yeah, it, I think it, may, it was. Yeah. It was Tainted Love, wasn't it? Before, yeah, um, Soft Cell, Soft did, Cell did it. Yeah. Hang yeah. on a second. Yeah, this is, hang on a second. This is Tainted Love. I mean, this is, well this is done. that. Here we go. We, we should do a show... T- oh, it's ads. Hang on, let me play the ads. We should do a show together, Joe. It'll be just two old farts <laughs> trying to remember stuff. Here we go. Here God, we go. I this is Mark Boland's missus. Here we go. Hang on. Hang on. Here we go. This is it. This is it. You've got, well to, you've got to play that on the sh- on the next show, or, or in four weeks' time. Yeah, no, I, I could fit that in next week, no problem. Beautiful. Joe, nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you very much. I hope you get your internet sorted. You're, you're a good sport. Thank you. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Don't forget to boogie, guys. Don't forget to boogie. Don't forget to boogie, Rory. Hey, Ian, how you doing? Boogie on down. Boogie's a strange word, isn't it? Mm, it is, I yeah. remember years and years ago, because it used to be boogie-woogie, didn't it? Do you remember that, boogie-woogie? No. You don't remember boogie-woogie? No, it Bo- sounds like ghosts. No, what? Boogie, like boogie is short for boogie-woogie. Right? So that's the, the boogie-woogie. All right, I like the boogie, like that. Yeah, boogie-woogie. Mm. Right, and I remember years ago, and you can't, you're not allowed to talk about this, man, but we're, listen, we're the home of free speech. I'm going to talk about the um, untalkable, right? Years ago, on a variety show on television, I saw who, someone who at the time was one of Britain's greatest entertainers doing a brilliant, brilliant song. I remember him playing the piano and singing it, and it was called 
poor old Mr. Woogie, and it was about how Boogie Woogie had split up, and Boogie was having a successful career, and everyone had forgotten about Woogie. Oh, right. And do you know who the singer of that song was on that v- the variety show? Um, Max Clifford? No, sorry. No, 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 no. Um, it's one of those, it's one of those people. One of them, um, no, Rolf Harris. Correct. Yeah. And he was rocking out. And I remember yeah. watching this kid and thinking, flipping out, I want to do that. I want to sing poor old Mr. Woogie. Yeah, norm- normally at this time you find out that he's given art lessons and stuff in jail to the prisoners. Well, and all, well actually, yeah. we should probably steer away from talking about Rolf Harris because there is, I believe, an ongoing court case. So let's uh, actually, oh, my, yeah. my bad. So let's let's move on. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. But I mean, we're not. Uh, him, but yeah, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, anyway, 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 Rory, what have you called him for? I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed, and um, I think it's a bit of a shame, oh. really, that you've never seen an episode of One Foot in the Grave. Well, I've seen bits of it. I've seen enough oh, right. of it to know that it's rubbish. Didn't he die in one? He died in the last one, yeah. I think I saw him die. Mm, I, I thought actually the only one I haven't seen is the one where he dies. Oh, it's very bad. Oh, it's not bad. It's, it's, it, oh, no, seriously. Like, open all hours and alo alo and all them things, they're awful. Steady on, mate. And He's only just passed. Come on, bit of respect. <laughs> oh, who? Oh, yeah. Oh God, yeah, poor Rennie. But but it, but it, you're right. I, I, you know, and, and I, I wish his family nothing but but joy and success. And a lot of people loved him, and he brought a lot of pleasure to mm. their lives. But L O L O was 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 very poor but, in that style of of, of very formulaic mm. BBC sitcoms, and that's how I view One Foot in the Grave. Well, well, you're wrong, and you're no, very wrong. No, the, the the unfortunate thing that happened with One Foot in the Grave is that it was characterised in the media. And particularly in the tabloid press, as being about a grumpy old man. Well, what was it, it about, about, Rory, if it wasn't man. about a grumpy old man? No, it wasn't about a grumpy old man. What it was about, Ian, was about injustice and somebody fighting against injustice in their everyday lives. It's basically a non-sweary, non-funny version of Curb Your Enthusiasm. No, that's that's not true. No, well, no. they, that... they said bloody all the time when they got uh, complaints about bloody. Well, the one for, uh, well, well, well enthusiasm has the sea bomb in it, so I think they win on the um, yeah the swearing. Oh, states. right, so it wins because it's got swears in it, right? Well, no, it wins because it's funny. It's actually yeah, funny. It's very funny. But it's as funny. One foot in the grave is as funny as Kirby enthusiasm. The bit where he picks up the dog and thinks it's a phone. Yeah, but that's 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 just a thing that's being shown on clip shows. Yeah, it's not funny. That, that's not uh, that, that's, as, fu- that's as funny as Del Boy falling through the bar. Yeah, that's another thing that's shown on clip well, shows. Well, the chandelier falling and they catch the wrong chandelier. Yeah, but that came at the end of the episode where like that was the denouement of everything that oh, came. So you had to it. wait thirty minutes for that lame punchline. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's, it's, it's fun. a chandelier falling. Crying <laughs> over you, crying. What's that out of? That's from uh, uh, Only Fools and Horses. He, he gets that that fella. I want you to sing. I want you to sing "Crying" by Robson. I, I really don't think it's a good idea to sing that song. No, no, no. I want you to sing that song. I really don't think it's a good idea because he can't say the letter R, so it goes "Crying." Uh, when he should have just said, "Yeah, I have trouble saying the letter R." You may have noticed that in my speech. So if I sing that, it's going to come out as "Crying." Mm. That's all he needed to do to stop that from happening. Yeah, but it's like, do you remember you've been framed years ago? 
with Jeremy Beadle. I do remember it. What, yeah, and question. what they did, what, when, when they came to the end of the series and they said, oh, now we're going to show you the funniest clips from the whole series. Yes. And the clips that they showed were the least funny clips from the whole series. In your opinion, I thought they were funny. But they were, and I went to school the next day and I said to people, what? oh, they always show the worst clips, and they all agreed with me and said, yeah, they always show the worst clips. I think people are just polite to you. Um, because they don't want to engage you in conversation. I know, I know oh, that's yeah, I know that's probably. how I am when I speak to mm. you. Well, they do want to engage me in conversation because oh! I have twenty replies to my my pen. Here pen we go. Request. Well reminded. I well reminded a week ago uh, or thereabouts, thenceabouts, Rory got in touch and told us he was a sad case, <laughs> yeah. and we came up with the idea of setting up an email address. What was the email address? I am a sadcase at gmail.com. And um, we tweet, I tweeted it and I Facebooked it, and you've had 20 people get in touch. Give us, uh, give us um, some of the details. Any, anything sexy? Nothing sexy. All very, very lovely people. Okay. A ratio of men to women? Oh, um, probably, oh God, uh, I'd say four women and 16 men. I meant to ask this last week, Rory, and I'm sorry, and this, and I, this is actually an Ofcom thing. You're not a paedophile, are you? No, no, okay, I should have asked that last week and clarified that. Yeah. Sorry, that was that was my bad there. I, uh, bad show on okay. my part. But that's that's good. Okay, I didn't think you were. Um, I'm not a paedophile at gmail.com. <laughs> someone, someone will. Um, and and what kind? Uh, you know, have you replied to any of them? Yeah, I, I did. I replied. I, I, if anyone did reply, I, I replied to all of them. But I had quite a busy week, so I haven't sent out the um, the follow ups to those yet. Okay. And I think I have like four or five more. So I, I was quite busy at the end of last week, so I haven't got a chance. So, because this is the problem with with emails, is mm. you've got to reply to them. And, and are you, you going to pick? Have you got like some favourites that you're thinking of keeping, and, and you're going to ditch the the, the, the losers? Oh well, some people said so everyone was very nice. So, some people said, um, "Oh, hello and uh, hello and hello. goodbye hello. and way to bed." And some people gave me a whole history and uh, their relationship with Ireland and their relationship with you and oh. all oh. sorts of stuff. And um, so that was good. And and I just basically. If they send me like a couple of lines, I'd send them a couple of lines. If they send me a couple of paragraphs, I'd send them a couple oh. of paragraphs back. So no, it was interesting exercise. So I'll I'll see how it carries on. Okay. Well, um, give out the email address again. I am a sad case at gmail dot com. I just like hearing you say that. And um, you're open for more people. If more people want to get in touch, then you'd be all right with that. I I I I be. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they oh. might not get a reply sort of straight away. No, no, no. I don't think know. anyone. If, if anyone expects a reply straight away, then up, up there's you know, there's, that's, yeah. that's not the way the world works anymore. Mm. People do, people do have this thing where they send an email and like three minutes later, well, they've not replied. Yeah. They've not. They've not got. They've not got back. What the hell is going on? Mm, my old boss was like that. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. And it's if if you need to reply that quickly, make a phone call, guys. You know, do it, do it that way. Well, I hope it works out for you. Hey, um, uh, who knows? You might get married or murdered as a result of this. <laughs> one of one of the M's might happen. Yeah, married or murdered. We need to. Done. I need to get a hat, and just to be on the safe side, I'll buy a black one. That way, right. I'm covered for both eventuality. Yeah, well, you don't need a hat because you're never going to go bald like me. Oh, you going bald? I've gone bald like twenty years ago. Oh, mate. Well, yeah. ah, well, ah, well. You can get a wig. Get a hat. Yeah. If I was bald, I'd get a hat that's got bits of hair sticking out. <laughs> that's what I'd do. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Rory. Yes, Darren.
Hello, how are you? Hello, Roy. That, Darren, that's um, where I like a phone call to start. After, coming over well, from the previous phone call, oh, it's a diary good. thing. Sorry to know you. Hey, what? A dietary thing in Geordie terms. What? The, the um, laughing, laughing. No, earlier, on, earlier on, you said, right, yes, about yes. substitutions of, but, um, sorry, margarine to jam, yeah? No, I never said jam. I well, said, well, I said, I me? said, if I've not got any, if I've got toast, or I'm making yeah, a sandwich, oh, yeah, yeah, and I've got no margarine or butter, I'll use either right. mayonnaise or ketchup. Mm, fair enough, right, so, back in the day, you had no margarine. You know now, if I go into a sandwich shop, right, and they'll say, um, they'll say, oh, would you like it buttered? And they'll say, yeah, is it buttered? And they'll turn around and say, no, it's margarine. My whole point of that, right, is margarine is rubbish. <laughs> now. What? You get what I mean? Well, I'm getting every third word, but my brain is filling in the blanks. Um, oh, but we you, we say, yes, but we say you. buttered. We say buttered. Mm. But mm. no one, no one, no one actually butters anything. We all margarine it. No, but... I well, the whole point of that is right. Margarine is terribly bad for you, and I don't want to be doing home. But hey, I, do you know what I, margarine is made of? Uh, it's it's a couple of things. Are, well, go on, you tell me. Plastic. That. It's made of plastic. Thank you very much. It's made of pl- margarine. Now, when you go to butter, yeah. Um, you ask in any sandwich shop, huh? Would you like a butter? They'll say to you, yes, please. Or is it butter? No, it's not. No, it's mis- well, margarine. <laughs> but, ma- but margarine well, is delicious. Oh, uh, it's lush. I've, I've like all my life. I've been brought up on this, you know, but the whole point is, why do people ask you that, you know? Well, but mar- to margarine thing, something like, isn't a verb, but to oh, butter something yeah, is a verb. Yeah, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. It's about three points off. It's wow. Oh God, I can't remember. You're what you mean. Darren. You're never going to get to sleep with this much anger. Uh, I'm not angry. Actually, I've been laughing at you all night. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you. We've, have we spoken? Be, have we spoken before? Never, ever before. No, never, I didn't think before. so. I didn't think so. Well, well. Thank well, you very much, Gene. Hey, nice one, mate. Well, Take care, Darren. And you. Tutty bye, tutty bye. Uh, yeah, margarine is made of plastic. That can't be good for you. That's got that has got. They talk. There was a big story, wasn't there? A big brouhaha that toast and pizza and roast potatoes gives you cancer, right? Well, that's not the story, but it's kind of a cute story, but it's not. But I, I, I remember um, twenty-five years ago, Malcolm Richmond telling me that toast was carcinogenic. Burnt toast was carcinogenic. I mean, what that mean? It means it gives you cancer. Oh, right. I remember that. I remember that. And I was thinking about that last week. And then two days later, the story came out. Toast gives you cancer. And it's not. It's anything that's burnt. The black, the black burnt bits, the carcinogenic. And if you ate like a ton of the black burnt bits, you might get a bit of cancer somewhere. But it doesn't mean you can't have toast or crispy potatoes. What a load of rubbish. Of course, the lazy um, right wing radio presenters of which there are so many these days turned it into a whole world of nanny this is just the nanny state at its worst how dare they tell us not to have crispy roast potatoes crispy ro- now we're leaving europe i'll have crispy roast potatoes up yours delors well they weren't saying you can't have crispy roast potatoes at all but it was just a nice there was nothing else to get angry about in the papers that day. So it was a nice thing for, you know, right-wing idiots, you know, doing radio shows and, and podcasts and things. To it was, it was nice just them to have a little rant. For tw- it, feels, it feels an hour of radio having a rant about something that's not actually true. Im- imagine that, those angry right-wing radio presenters 
shouting and screaming about something that's not actually true. We're not allowed to have crispy roast potatoes. Well, Winston Churchill wouldn't have stood for that, and I'm not standing for it. Do you agree? Call me now. I agree. If I want to have burnt toast, I'll have burnt toast. Great call. Let's go to the next caller. I I want to eat burnt pizza. That is a brilliant call. Let's go to the next caller. I disagree with you, and I think that um, you're exaggerating. Cut him off! Not having that here, bloody idiot. Then they spend ten minutes slagging the person. Snowflake, spend ten minutes slagging off the person they've just cut off. Because that in their heart of hearts, they know that the person who was phoning up to point out that they've got the story wrong was right. And they can't argue that. They can't argue against the truth, so they cut them off and slag them off after they've gone. Anyway, margarine is made of plastic. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The Mail is a particularly unpleasant newspaper, isn't it? It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's proper nasty. They've done a really great, they've excelled themselves in meanness today. So Gina Miller, right? She's the woman who brought the um, court case about um, Brexit. She's not trying to stop Brexit. She just wants it to follow the rule of law, right? Which is what everyone who voted uh, to leave, that's what you want, yeah? You want the, the rule of law to be followed in this country and you want Parliament to decide stuff. Well, that's all she's fighting for, right? So, front page of the Daily Mail, MPs' new plot to thwart Brexit. Okay, there isn't, but nice one. Um, And then there's a picture of Gina Miller. Triumphant, but what's the truth about Gina's law degree? See pages eight to nine. All right, fine, okay. Don't know anything about this woman. I know that she's had death threats and rape threats and racism thrown at her on on all kinds of various places. I'm sure she's going through a bit of a tough time, but let's, let's read the story. By Ruth Sunderland. The smile on Gina Miller's face said it all yesterday. Posing on the... All the words, a real... There's a real meanness. Posing on the steps of the Supreme Court, an an expensive black shearling coat to ward off the morning chill, and with large sapphire and diamond earrings glinting in each lobe. So she's got a few quid. So we're meant to hate her, because she's part of the liberal elite. This is what we voted to um, break free from. When we voted to leave, we voted so that we wouldn't have stuck-up cows like this with diamond earrings and black shearling coats to ward off the morning chill, telling us what we can and can't do. The former model, slag, that's what that means, isn't it? Former model. Why is any of that those words I've just said relevant? They're not. Snide. The former model turned businesswoman, so businesswoman, and self-proclaimed philanthropist, oh, was in a triumphant mood. Well, she was proved right. So you would be. Just like you were in a triumphant mood, Ruth Sunderland and the Daily Mail, when Brexit won. Though her statement to journalists was measured that bringing her landmark legal case was about the legal process, not the politics... 
There was no doubting she saw this as a political victory over Brexiteers. Well, well, hang on, she said it's about the legal process, not the politics. So where have you got this from? There is no doubting. Well, hang on, you've just made up a fact. You've ma- That's a made-up fact. There was no doubting she saw this as a political victory over Brexiteers. Miller, the subject of countless gushing profiles in newspapers and magazines sympathetic to her cause. Um, I've not read anything nice about her. The only newspapers that I can imagine that would be sympathetic to her cause would be The Mirror and The Guardian. And I've, I mean, I've not read those pieces. Maybe they are, but I bet The Sun is having a, is having a snide pop at her. They are. Um, and I bet The Express has had a snide pop at her. Miller, the subject of countless gushing profiles in newspapers and magazines sympathetic to her cause, has carefully spun her image of a woman who... (laughs) She's a woman. A wife and mother of three, as well as a city superwoman regularly photographed in exquisitely tailored outfits. Second time we've heard about her expensive clothes. I don't know what that has to do with it. I don't know what her having money and wearing nice clothes... I don't know what that has to do with it. Why are we meant to hate her? But we do, don't we? Who fears a treacherous future outside Europe. And because of her principled stand, she has, she's revealed, been the victim of vile online abuse and hideous sexual and racist threats. Yeah, people have said they want to rape her and murder her. I think she's been called a monkey. um, And she should go back home. She's had that kind of stuff. The The fun stuff. The fun stuff. That should be the story. Woman who wants to make sure the country follows due legal process is called a monkey and is told um, uh, that people want to has had death threats, murder and rape threats. That's the story. Her critics, though, well, her critics do those things I've just said. They want to rape and murder her. That, that's her critics. And call her a monkey. Imagine, 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 it's 2017. I didn't even know the colour of her until I, I, I saw the picture today. Her critics, though, see a shameless publicity seeker. Um, um, I've not seen anything really about her. A woman who is using her wealthy. Now, this is phrased brilliantly, right? A woman... Her critics, though, see a shameless publicity seeker, a woman who is using her wealthy, brackets, third, close brackets, husband. They put, why do we need to know it's her third husband? And why is it in brackets? Because, again, they're implying that she's a slag or she can't keep her man or something. They're implying something. A woman who is using her wealthy, brackets, third, close brackets, husband Alan Miller's very deep pockets, despite running a loss-making fund management business together, to defy the wishes of the majority of the British people. Ignore that last bit, because we just know that's not true. She's not defying the will of the British public. People have voted for sovereignty, and that's what she's fighting for. But it's her third husband, and he's got money? God, I hate her even more! These are the people we voted against! Some also question her track record in the city. I haven't. I couldn't care less. I couldn't care. Has she murdered any babies? No. Right. Okay. Does she go and sacrifice animals? No. Doesn't do that. Okay. I couldn't give a stuff what she gets up to. 
Some also question her track record in the city, where observers suggest she is determined to be seen as the acceptable face of capitalism. A stellar career as a fund manager and a philanthropist to boot. So who is Gina Miller? What exactly is driving her? Is she paying for this court case herself? Is she? Do we know that? I think she might be. So who is Gina Miller? What exactly is driving her? And what is the truth of her claims? I hadn't read this bit. A very... Maybe I'm reading too much into this. This next sentence reads to me... A little bit, little bit racist. Just a, just a sniff of racism. See what you think. Born into a landowning family in Guyana... What's that got to do with anything? The daughter of the Attorney General, Miller, now 51, says she first took an interest in challenging the Brexit process after discussing with a lawyer her belief that the Prime Minister was not allowed under constitutional law to remove citizens' rights without parliamentary consent. It was perhaps not an unexpected position for someone with a law degree, as had been claimed on two company websites and an online brochure. On the website of her firm, Gina says the following statement appears. Gina has three degrees in marketing, human resource management and law. In truth, Gina Miller does not have a law degree. She did study for one at the University of East London, but left before setting, sitting her final exams. She does have two other degrees. OK, all right, fine. When asked about the discrepancy, her lawyers told the Mail she was unaware of the false claim prominently displayed on the website and said the responsibility for the mistake lay with a freelance copywriter. Oh, my God! Someone hired to do something put something up wrong on the website! Nevertheless, that reference to a law degree is included in some of the flattering profiles compiled with her her cooperation, including one in the anti-Brexit financial times. Separately, put the two breaks together, we're going to do up to the... Separately, controversy has surrounded the business activities of her second husband. What has he got to do with anything the maverick entrepreneur john Maguire. during their time together he and miller set up a marketing company company and she was co-director with him of another business capital communications consultancy Maguire was investigated by city regulators in 2011 after he had separated from miller oh right so they're not even together It gets better, this bit, though. Listen. Maguire was investigated by city regulators in 2011, after he'd separated from Miller, over one of the most notorious city investment scandals of recent years, when investors complained they'd been misleadingly sold high-risk investments. He was exonerated. Okay, right! No evidence was found against Maguire, and he's always maintained he was unfairly treated by the authorities. What they're saying there is, no smoke without fire, guys. They didn't catch him this time, but he must have been guilty. Her second husband, who she'd left at that point. The Financial Services Compensation Scheme paid more than £58 million in compensation to hundreds of victims. Goes on more about her second husband. Remember, she's married to a third bloke now. 
A man with extreme right-wing views, Maguire stood for the little-known English Democrat Party in the 2010 general election on an anti-EU platform and lost his deposit. He once said homosexuality is a cul-de-sac for the human race. I thought this was about Gina Miller. Such views were diametrically opposed to those of Miller, who was until recently a long-time Labour supporter. Well, maybe that's one of the reasons they got divorced. Do you think? Do you think? There's another reason why they got divorced. She subsequently said that during their relationship, he subjected her to physical attacks. Right, so she got beaten up by him. Why has this got anything to do with the court case? What are we supposed to... All I'm reading is... All I'm getting here is she's um, a strong, independent, successful woman who um, managed to bring her life back on track after spousal abuse. In an interview last year, Miller told the Mail on Sunday, I'm fairly fearless because of horrific experiences in the past. I'm a victim of domestic violence. Having survived that, it makes you fearless. I survived it for a reason, to be who I am now, to speak up when I don't think things are right. Maguire, a fervent Christian, has denied her claims and retorted that she had a drink problem, an allegation she says is totally false. Of course, she argues that such personal details are irrelevant to her legal challenge. Guess what? They are... That that's why she argues that because they are they what, what have they got to I got, I'm so confused. But as the self-proclaimed poster girl for Remain, with two successive legal victories to her name that have far-reaching implications for the British people, it is reasonable to subject her life and work to scrutiny. Why though? What? Why Ruth Sunderland? Why? Why? Was her husband? She claims beat him. He claims he didn't, She and claims she's a boozer. She says she's not a boozer. He's a far-right homophobe. They were divorced. What was what what any of that? How has any of that, ex-husband, how has any of that enriched our knowledge of Gina Miller and what she's been striving for? Tell Dennis we'll speak to him tomorrow. I'm not, I'm not going to speak to him now because he might say something. Um... One important element in this is her own financial expertise. Again, I, I, I do wonder why. An investigation of the investment firm SCM Private shows that it has run up large losses since she and Alan Miller founded it in 2009. It has yet to register an annual profit and has made total losses of more than £2.3 million. The couple explain the losses by saying they're investing in new technology and in growing the business. They say it's running at so-called cash break-even, meaning its income is covering its operating expenses. There is no risk of SCM going under. The accounts note the Millers intend to support the firm for the foreseeable future, which they can well afford to do. I don't even know what that means. In the meantime, Ms Miller, Ms Miller has taken occasional pot shots at rival firms, denouncing them for charging high fees and for bamboozling savers with jargon. She has a fair point, of course. Rip-off char- charges and gobbledygook are shamefully common in the financial services industry. But competitors have responded with counterclaims of double standards by Miller and her husband because they say their firm, SCM, has failed to disclose the size of the fund it is managing for clients. It goes on and on to say that, that, well, the Millers have worked hard to acquire a new, um, oh, it goes on to talk about the business. Um, uh, 
Whatever the issues in Gina Miller's own business, they've not stopped her criticising others in the financial world. In a report for her charity, the True and Fair Foundation, in 2015, she rebuked other charities for financial inefficiency, claiming that 1,000 organisations spent less than half their income on good works. Inevitably, many of them were contemptuous of its findings. The National Council for Voluntary Organisations said... Uh, so... Oh, flipping it. Um, then they have... <laughs> I mean, it goes on! Then they have a go at her because it says uh, finance wasn't her initial profession. She wanted to be a barrister. Um, it turns the page. <laughs> I don't get it. Listen to this. goes on about business stuff. She's lived in the UK most of her life, having been sent here by her parents at the age of 10. Later attending Rodean, the elite girls' boarding school in Sussex, likening the place to the German prison camp Kolditz. She moved to another boarding school called Moira House. She has said it was nicknamed Moron House because it produced some very strange girls. We are all very single-minded. I don't... What, and that's the end of that bit. What is this telling us? Why is this damning? Why are we supposed to hate her because of this? Um... Because of the political turmoil back home in Guyana, she was for a time left to live in a flat and fend for herself, working as a chambermaid to support herself. Good for her, so she's hard-working as well. She married her, teenage, married her teenage sweetheart at the age of 21. But the relationship broke up, and Miller has said that by 1994 she was reduced to living in a one-bedroom flat in North London where she was paying her way through university for a second time studying law. All I could afford was bread and baked beans, she said of the time. I did everything I could, and this is why we should think she's a hero, right? Listen to this. I did everything I could to make money from leafleting for phone shops to working at Pizza Express. She also did occasional modelling jobs. What is... Why? Why are we supposed to turn our nose down? Up. Um, uh, Today, Miss Miller lives in a large house in Wimbledon, bought three years ago for £7 million. Well done. She's done well for herself. We should be celebrating her. Um... This woman knows that she's supposed to be writing an attack piece because she's made her sound like a, a heroine. Hero, listen to this. Despite her wealth and overseas parentage, she says she has not claimed non-domicile status in order to save on her tax bill. So that's a good thing, right? So she's staying here and she's paying to... I... It's the most insane... Ruth Sunderland, seriously, right? You've obviously worked really, really hard to try and dig up some dirt. And you've dug up a bit of dirt. I mean, the second marriage and the the, 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 the second husband is a little bit murky. And there was some private stuff there. There may have been alcohol. There may have been violence. We don't know. Guess what? It's not any of our business, really. And if it was, if there was violence, then that's horrendous. He said there wasn't. Okay, I don't know. I'm not interested. That, the biggest dirt you could find is that she's only got two degrees instead of three. On a website, it says she's she got a law degree and she hasn't. And her second husband, well, it it, it, it was a little bit ropey. That's what, that's all the dirt you've got. Why are you having a go at this woman? She's been threatened with murder and rape and all kinds of racial abuse. I heard an interview with her on on um, the BBC ages ago. 
think when the, the first High Court thing came out. And um, she was saying about how her life has been turned into a misery. The other... Because you know that two people have taken this case. There's another guy. There's a guy, I think. And he's kept his head down partly because of what Gina Miller has gone through. He saw all the flack she was getting, and so he stayed out of the picture, and he's letting his lawyer do all the, the, the press briefings and all of that, and all the statements and things like that. So we're picking on a woman. We're having to go at a woman because, what, she's rich? Because she's got dark skin? What? Because she's a woman? I don't know why. I cannot understand it. Brexit is going to happen, right? It's going to happen. I wish that it wouldn't. I think you're stupid if you voted for it, but it's going to happen, and we have to respect that. Brilliant. I respect it. Why the hell are we celebrating uh, the fact that there is a woman who, uh, who who is getting all kinds of the most horrendous threats and a, a vile, vile abuse, and a newspaper thinks it's fine to attack her? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing, man. And it's I read a really interesting thing, and it's been on the radio a couple of times. The reason that... Um, the fake news scandal is bigger in America than it is over here. Do you know why? Because papers lie over here anyway. <laughs> because they've, they've always lied. Because they've always, because papers have a real bias. And there's a bias in the American media, of course. But, but newspapers over here lie. You know, phone hacking anyone. You know, they lie. That's what they do. So we're kind of used to retractions being made and questioning stories that pop up in the newspapers and going, well, maybe, maybe that's not quite true. Oh, let's get a bit more of the story. Um, but in America, they're not quite so used to it. And that's why, that's why the bigger thing. Anyway, how am I going to get to sleep now after that? And I didn't get to do any of the bum stories. There are loads of bum stories in, um, uh, the newspapers today, but I, uh, I didn't get to do any of the bomb stories, so uh, for that, you have my humblest of apologies. Well, that's it, guys. Um, that's your lot for tonight. Um, it was an all right show, wasn't it? Bits and pieces, bits and pieces. Um, don't forget, of course, you can download the podcasts. Uh, we do a best of. Um, we haven't got any guests lined up. We, I, I've, I've emailed a couple of people and they've not got back, so I need to chase up um, a couple of um, potential guests. Maybe next week we'll have a little... Uh... Oh, Rod Argent from The Zombies. We'll have him on on Friday, maybe, if we can turn that round in time. We're speaking to him before Friday's show. Um, oh, yeah, forgot all about that. We've, we've got loads of guests. We've got Rod Argent from The Zombies coming on, which will be um, which will be awesome. Uh, if you want to download the podcast, it's available in all the usual places, of course. Uh, if you go onto iTunes, though, and type in Ian Lee, well, loads of things pop up. Um, but if you download it from there, you can subscribe and unsubscribe and subscribe and unsubscribe. That helps us no end. Uh, if you could be so kind, please, as to leave a cheeky little uh, review, maybe five stars, I don't know. It all helps in the um, positioning. And um, there's another podcast up there as well called The Rabbit Hole, which is number 11 in the comedy charts, guys. It's gone back down to 11. It's gone back down to 11. We were 10 for a moment. It went back down to 11. Um, that's it for this evening. Back tonight at 10. Thank you, uh, as always, to Edmundo and uh, Catherine and to most of you that called in. Most of you. night. Across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip.